And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining. You could be almost anywhere in the whole wide world, but you're right here with me live on the show. And I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on tonight, a whole lot happening all over the world. R.I.P. to New Jack. Oh, hardcore pro wrestling legend. R.I.P. New Jack, 58 years old. Love him or hate him. One of the best to ever do it. But the masks are coming off. The CDC says, hey, if you're fully vaccinated, there's no need to wear a mask indoors or outdoors. And this flies in the face of what Joe Biden said, talking about, oh, well, we don't have everybody vaccinated. And if you repeal the mask mandate, that's the end of thought thinking. Very interesting how the CDC is going against their own man. What's going on with that? Some still say they're wearing the mask. Now, is the mask helping you? I can't tell. The CDC probably thinks that it's not helping. I mean, that's what it seems like to me. I'll talk about that in a little bit, of course. Also, the grass crisis, not grass crisis, the gas crisis has been averted. People filling up whole tanks and barrels and Tupperware. Oh, yeah. I have some more video of the gas crisis we're going to talk about tonight. Also... Tim Tebow versus Colin Kaepernick. They say, oh, well, they didn't give Colin Kaepernick a chance, but they're giving Tim Tebow a chance. What's going on with that? And shout out to the Virginia mom who wrecked critical race theory at the meeting. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And again, thank y'all for being here. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me, and I appreciate y'all for that. If you enjoy what you've heard thus far, if you enjoy the content in general, go ahead and give this video on the YouTubes a thumbs up, give it a share, give it a like, subscribe, whatever you can do, I'd appreciate it. And if you're listening to me on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc., give me a five-star rating, give me a share, give me a like, comment, whatever you can on that platform, do that, and I'll appreciate you for that as well. Now... We got a whole lot going on. I'm going to get straight to it. The CDC says, hey, if you're fully vaccinated, there's no need to wear a mask indoors or outdoors. Now, I think most of us have already known this whole thing about the masks is kind of bogus. You know, I was reading somewhere where they said it doesn't matter if you're six feet apart or 60 feet apart. It, it, you know, there's still the same rate of transmission. We're talking about the virus when, when you're indoors. So this whole distancing thing with the stickers on the ground talking about put your feet that way it's like come on i'm a grown man i'm not putting my feet on the ground where the little sticker is in walmart or tarjay i'm not going to do it all right people have pretty much abandoned the masks if you're wearing the mask right now it's because you want to maybe you got some dental work done you don't want everybody to see maybe your schnoz is a little kind of cricket or whatever your makeup's not done whatever the case may be you're not really wearing the mask for the correct reasons matter of fact Here's a tweet that kind of encapsulates some of the mask wearers. Not all, not all, not all, because you may have a a, a condition that's beyond the virus. You may have like a thousand year old grandma you want to, you know, you kind of scared for. I get it. I understand. I'm not saying that the mask is working. Don't get that twisted ever. I'm just saying I understand your fear and you being hesitant to remove the mask. If you get a thousand year old grandma, you know, for, for her sake, for her mental awareness, Okay, I get it. But 
I think for a lot of the mask wearers, even now where they say, hey, if you get the shot, which they said, what, like 45% of American adults do, if you get the shot, then you get money. And I'll talk about the shot specifically a little bit later. Now, here's what I wanted to find. Give me one second. I'm going to find this tweet because, oh, perfect, perfect. Here, here it is. This tweet is from David Hogg. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Below Me. You're, you're right. You see, you're reading my mind. You are reading my mind. Now, let's put it up on the screen right quick. And here we go. I'm going to zoom in a little bit because it's kind of small on the screen here. Now, the tweet reads, let me pull it over a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, this, this is pretty much undeniable proof. The tweet reads, I feel the need to continue wearing my mask outside, even though I'm fully vaccinated, because the inconvenience of having to wear a mask is more than worth it to have people not think I'm a conservative. <laughs> it's like, really? Okay. So first it was believe the science, you you ridiculous Neanderthal, half a brain Trump supporter. You don't know anything. The CDC says wear the mask. You got to wear the mask because if you don't want to wear the mask, you want to kill your grandmama. You want to kill your granddaddy. You don't care about your, 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 your country. You're selfish, all this, that, and the third. Now it's, look, man, I got to put that mask on even though the same people that I trusted in the quote-unquote science to tell me that I had to wear it, the same people say, don't wear it anymore if you got the vaccine. I'm not going to buy into that because I want a virtue signal, right? People ask me sometimes, hey, ABL, what is virtue signaling? This is a prime example of it right here, okay? You're just trying to show to people that you are better than other people, that you have virtue, that you're a stand-up righteous guy. You don't want to be confused as a conservative person, like wearing a mask or not is a conservative thing. Okay. I see guys and girls, little kids, all of that. You know, you, you got little kids crying with the mask on because they can't breathe properly and it's in their way. They don't know anything about politics. You think you think a two-year-old toddler knows about politics, what it means to be liberal, democrat, conservative. They don't know anything about that. All they know is that they don't like it. That's it. They don't want to wear it. That's all. You try to put it on, they're gonna start crying. You know, it's like, it's like a baby. You think a baby understands politics, you know, they're they going to start crying, but they get it, get changed, or they're hungry. That's how they communicate. They're telling you, hey, we don't like this, right? But again, this is virtue signaling. I'm going to wear the mask regardless because I don't want anyone to think that I'm somehow conservative. Ridiculous stuff. But again, it flies in the face of the narrative that it's about the science. Science, science, science. Believe the science. Well, like I said from the very beginning, science is not a permanent thing. Science is not infallible. Science is something that changes. It always changes. That's just the nature of science. Science is a study. It's a study. You, you can't have necessarily strictly defined things in a study, especially when you're just now studying it for the first time. This virus just came out. How can we know everything about it? How can we be 100% certain upon the things we say? How can that be so? Anthony Fauci from the very beginning said that there's no need to wear a mask. It might block a droplet or two, but it won't give perfect protection. It won't do that for you. So now he says, oh, wear two masks. Now he's saying, no, for, after that it was wear one mask, then two masks. Now it's no mask if you got the shot. You know, and then my thing is, okay, well, why does it even matter if I have the shot or not? Because if someone else has the shot, aren't they protected? 
You see what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, they're saying they're we're sending it for those that have the vaccine. I talk about how you're going to prove that in the moment. But my thing is this. Why does it even matter if I don't have it? Because your shot protects you, right? It should. If there's no need to wear it anymore, why is there no need to wear the mask anymore? Because what they said, the science said, the mask prevents you from catching it and spreading it. That's what they said later. They didn't say that at first, but they said that later. So if it prevents you from catching it and spreading it, then why do you need to have everyone with the vaccine? It's just kind of weird to me. But anyway, so now they're talking about trying to thought kind of kind of left for a minute. I was talking about the vaccine. Oh, so now a lot of the grocery stores, they're coming out and saying, you know what? We're going to go ahead and just eliminate that rule. OK, I think um, Walmart, Costco and a few other stores have eliminated their mask mandate. And hey, shout out to them for doing that. That's great. You follow in the science, you follow in the CDC guidelines. Um, they're saying that if you have the vaccine, I know at Walmart, they're saying if you have the vaccine, it's no point in wearing the mask anymore. But there's no way for them to enforce those that have the vaccine and those that don't. How do you know? I identify as being fully vaccinated. And what you going to do to tell me that I'm not? What you going to do? You're going to scan a card? You're going to scam a forehead or something like that, like I'm a piece of cattle when I go into the Walmart? No, you're not. Okay, you're not going to scan me like I'm a car at the automatic car wash. You know, you get a little decal. Like, well, I don't know where you guys live if you have these, but I have a subscription to a car wash. Yes, I do. Not ashamed. I don't have Netflix or anything like that. I don't have Hulu. So what I do, I have a car wash subscription. And what they give you is this little uh, this little bar that when you drive into the spot, it reads it. And then let's ride on through the gate. You can get your car wash. Be on your way, right? Now, I don't want that in my forehead like I'm a car or a cattle or a chicken or something like that. A condor, they're going to put a tag on my leg like a condor, like a big bird, like an eagle or something. I think not. You're not going to be able to do it. So guess what? I identify as vaccinated. Therefore, I'm not going to wear the mask. And what are you going to do? Nothing. Even before this, there was really nothing done. It was really not a big deal. But I have questions. I have, I have several questions. As someone says I'm saying, Santo Bartes says I'm transvax. That's hilarious. But I have several questions. All right. Um, first of all, to those that say you're still wearing the mask, the question is why? If the CDC says there's no point in wearing the mask anymore, if you have the vaccine, they have to understand that most people who don't have the vaccine are also not going to wear the mask. For the most part, I mean... So they, they, have, they have to know that when they do it. You see, sometimes the government will say certain things in a way to, how can I say, they'll, they'll tell you a thing without telling you it directly. They'll still say that you need to get the vaccine. It's very important. And if you get it, you don't need to wear a mask anymore. But at the same time, they are halfway telling you the mask is useless because it is. It, it really is. I mean, the, the vaccine is probably more useful Although I think it's not necessarily perfect because I think, who was that that got the, the virus? Bill Maher, fully vaccinated, got the virus. Eight Yankees players, vaccinated, got the virus. I'm not saying it's foolproof, but it's probably better than that cloth mask. Okay, um, you go into one of these labs to work on viruses, you got a whole full body suit, uh, a, a crazy respirator. You have the whole nine yards set up to deal with very dangerous viruses in the lab. 
But for this one here that's been wreaking havoc all over the world, you're going to put on a small cloth face covering? I mean, come on. If you can smell farts through it, if you can smell cigarette smoke, if you can, you know, smell the environment around you, if you've been playing full-court basketball and you got your mask on, first of all, what are you doing? You're outside playing basketball with a mask on. But anyway, if you've been outside playing basketball and you can smell your own funk through the mask, it's not working, okay? If you can smell stuff, it's like the same kind of particle that would get into your, your mouth and all of that from the virus. So it's, it's useless. Unless you get one of these hazmat suits on, you, you're pretty much not doing anything. So they know that the mask is kind of useless, unnecessary. It's causing pollution. It's causing a bunch of hostility. They're saying that there's been a bunch of on-flight fights since this whole mask mandate started. You got flight attendants trying to talk about put your mask down. I know you're eating your peanuts, but put your mask over your nose, not just over your bottom of your chin and stuff like that. It's causing all kinds of problems. People are irritable. You combine that with very cheap prices for flights. You got a whole mess. People are fighting in the TSA. Why? People are on edge. You got the scum of the earth catching flights, and you have a point of contention, a point of friction in this whole mask mandate. So it's gone now. But people are still saying, you know what? I'm going to wear my mask forever. Why? Why? What's the point? Do you think your mask is protecting you that much? The CDC says you don't need to wear it. So who is trusting the science and who's not now? It's funny how when those of us that said we're not going to get the vaccine, we're like, you know what? Okay, if you want to get that, that's fine, but I'm good on that. I don't really trust it. It doesn't really seem right to me. You know, we were called, you know, tenfold hat wearers and not trusting the science, all this, that, and the third. Now, those very same people don't want to follow the so-called science when it comes to the CDC. Oh, I don't trust that. I'm going to still wear my mask. Oh, okay, so you discovered a thing called personal agency and responsibility, the same thing that we were talking about from the very beginning, which is what everyone should do in this whole situation. We know what the risk factors are. We know how to avoid it. If you don't want to catch it, pretty much stay by yourself in the middle of the woods and you'll be all right. That's really the long and short. And if you're 1,000 years old, you need to take extra precaution. Nurse at home or something like that, take precaution because that's the target audience of this uh, very unfortunate thing. Simple as that. But um, your man, Joe Biden, gave a note to Natum talking about some, um, what's that, vax or mask? That's the that's the choice. It's like, sir, you have no power here. Let's just keep it all the way real. You have no power here. None whatsoever. I mean, you may think you do, but you really don't at the end of the day, not like that, you're the president and you have some power, of course. You're talking about a law and things of that nature. But when it comes to just personal decisions, you have no power. You have no power. None whatsoever. And then my thing is, all right, you're talking about mask or vax. People are wearing it all kind of ways improperly. The whole nose. I, I've seen people in government with the whole nose out wearing the mask. It's like, what's the point? You got. You might as well just not wear it. Dirty mask. I've seen some crazy things. What's the point in wearing it if you're going to do stuff like that? Matter of fact, let me see if I can find um, the ultimatum picture. I mean, the, the video here. On. And thank you all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you enjoy what you're hearing so far, go ahead and give the video a thumbs up. I'd appreciate it if you did. Oh, here it is right on time. So here's the caption from... The POTUS POTUS uh, uh, Twitter account 
The caption says, folks, if you're fully vaccinated, you're no longer need to wear a mask. If you're not vaccinated yet, go to vaccines.gov to find a shot and mask up until you're fully vaccinated. Well, how about I don't do either? But let's hear what he says here. Just so you know, I'm not making it up and I'm being serious with what I was talking about. It's vaxxed or masked. One more time. It's vaxxed or masked. Now, how about I just don't do that? How about I do? How about my body, my choice? Whatever happened to that? Are, are we still on that? Is that still a thing nowadays? My body, my choice? Or have we abandoned that? I mean, like, what's really going on with that? It, it seems kind of strange to me. I feel like there is a lot of things that we do nowadays that are much different than what they told us we could do from the beginning. You know, when we're talking about abortion, my body much, I do whatever I want. But with this, oh, mask or vest, your choice. You know, how about how about not, sir? Or I can do what you guys do over on that side, and I can identify as having both. Matter of fact, I can identify as um, a vaccine recipient and a mask wearer. My mask is invisible. You can't see it, but it's there. And if you don't think my mask is there, if you think that I'm not wearing a mask, like right now, as you see me, I appear to not have a mask on, right? But check it out. I identify as having a mask on. And if you think that I'm lying and you want proof, then you're a racist. Isn't that how that works over on the left? Now, if there were cases of that actually happening, people saying, hey, you're, you're racist against me because of X, Y, and Z, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll be like, yep, makes sense to me. Makes 1,000%. That's right, Katrina. My body, my choice. And, hey, if you're asking a bunch of questions, it's none of your business. How about that? How about that? All righty. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who keeps their mask on, who leaves their home. I think the media have done such a, I don't want to say good job. They've done a number on a lot of the American people. They've filled them with so much fear, they refuse to just leave their house, take the mask off. They think their mask protects them more than anything. It's like a bulletproof vest. It's not, but they feel that way. It's like, have you ever seen that meme or the picture or heard the story about how you can train like one of these large, like a, like a horse or an elephant. You could tie a horse to a post when, you know, you're training them, tie a horse, tie a horse to a post and the horse trying to escape. He's trying, he's trying, he's trying, he can't do it. Then he kind of becomes demoralized to the point where he realizes, okay, anytime this rope is on my leg, I'm not going to be able to move. So you can tie his leg to a flimsy plastic chair, like a little kid's chair, and he'll stay right there because in his mind he thinks that if I move, I'm not going to be able to move. But in reality, his brain has been conditioned to think that way. A lot of these mask wearers are the exact same way. Their brain has been conditioned to think that they have to have the mask, and if they don't have it, they're going to fall out and die. And even now when they say, hey, don't wear it, you good, they're still going to wear it because that's how they've been conditioned to feel. That's how they've been conditioned to think. Very simple. All right, but what else we got going on? Oh, this this gas crisis, hey, man, you, you guys are crazy. Not you guys because you guys are perfect. You guys are big brain rocket scientists, 300 IQ geniuses. And I'm being serious. You guys are pretty smart in the chat. 
some not to you guys, but a lot of your cousins, your, your, your kin folks, your friends are going crazy over the gas. And I told you guys in the video, I was like, it's going to be temporary. By the weekend, it'll be pretty much back to normal. Not quite 100%, but it'll be back. I said that right when it started, and I knew what it was because I, I just did a little bit of deductive reasoning, right? They said it was 45% of the East Coast um, pump at, gas at the pump that was disrupted. I'm like, all right, they can do the manual pipeline operation. It'd be a little bit slower, but they could still get gas at the pump. And you have other companies and other pipelines that'd be able to fulfill the need. You can bring in trucks from other parts of the country. You can increase throughput of certain pipelines that do not get a large throughput. You can still get gas to where it has to go. It'd be a slight bump in the road, a slight disruption. So I'm like, okay, there was no need. I'm, I'm gonna talk about that below me. The plastic bags, yeah, and um, Georgia Peach, the the, the Publix sacks. I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. So y'all just hang on tight. And I got video as well, of course. But I told you guys, it's just a little bit of a disruption. You'll be back normal soon. Like where I live right now, I was out today and I saw um, a gas truck delivering gas. The gas stations, people are getting gas like normal. It's not really a big deal. I'm in Tennessee, so, you know, I'm not in a real huge, like, New York City type place. So we have gas. Gas is coming back. Maybe kind of sparse in some places, but there is no need to fill up, you know, um, 100-gallon drums and stuff like that. Unnecessary. Barrels of oil for four days of a disruption. Anyway, yes, a water bottle. Now, <laughs> I have some video of this. Oh, and before I get to the video, unfortunately, the company Colonial Pipeline paid the ransom of the hackers because what they did, what the hackers did, allegedly, you know, this could be false. It could be a political thing of what they did to, you know, play with the gas prices and increase the price of the food, disguising inflation as, oh, but gas interruption. But anyway, so what happened was, allegedly, this hacker group, that they said was first from Russia. Then they said Eastern Europe. Funny how that happens because when they first said Russia, that stuck in your mind. Oh, they're Russian hackers. Meanwhile, they probably came from Moldova, Ukraine, Latvia, Poland, or somewhere like that. Maybe even right here in the U.S. of A. 500-pound hackers on their bed laying down trying to get money or just use as patsies. But I'll move on. So the hacker group put ransomware on their system which encrypted their files so they couldn't use it. You go to your computer, nothing is working. It'd be like, a you know, on your screen, it'd be a message or with a phone number or email. Contact us, we'll remove it, but you're going to have to pay. So they contacted them and they paid it like hours after the attack happened. This is back on Friday, May 7th. So when we heard about it, they already pretty much paid it. They're talking about, are we going to go to the FBI, FBI? It, it was already done from what I know. And if I'm wrong, let me know in the comments if you have any other evidence. But anyway, they were given the tool to decrypt all their files. But the problem was that it was a very slow tool. It took days to complete. So that's why they had to go to the manual operation of the pumps out there from Carolina to Maryland, because they still had to get some stuff out. They still had that option. They didn't have to rely upon the computer system totally but they wanted to get it back up and running as soon as possible, so they went ahead and paid that. But the problem is that when you pay stuff like that, it encourages others to do the exact same thing, meaning 
and encourages other hacker groups to go out there and hack more. Matter of fact, I think the same group from Eastern Europe allegedly had already had three more victims by the time we knew that colonial pipeline had paid them. You know, so it's a whole big crazy mess. But regardless of what's going on, they did pay, unfortunately, and the gas is back. But they probably could have got the gas back on deck without paying, although it might have been a little bit more slow. But anyway, people freaked out over that. I was seeing crazy lines, people screeching and hollering, cussing and fussing over a brief interruption. Um, Shout out to all the preppers out there because, you know, people say that the preppers, you guys are crazy and, and, you know, you're going, you're doing too much, you're investing in the bunker, will never be an incident like this. You just, the bunkers, the, the, the preppers, pardon me, are really smart people because they are prepared for days like this. I don't mean having gas and stuff. That's not, you can't really prep gas like that. But I'm talking about having supplies to be able to make sure you're straight and not have to rely upon gas. You see what I'm saying? So shout out to all the preppers out there. However, a lot of you guys are trying to be like makeshift preppers and it's not working. Now, this guy, I don't know what was on his mind. I don't know what kind of drugs he was on. Hopefully he was sober and just not thinking very clearly because I don't want to see a drug addict out there just hanging out, chilling. But this guy, um, I'll put him on the screen right quick. I'm going to play the video. But before I play it, for y'all that can't see it, my man has Tupperware, literally. I'm talking about like, you might eat cereal out of this. You might put some uh, Thanksgiving dinner leftovers in this. You might put some of your cooking ingredients in this. Tupperware. And I know whoever his mama, grandmama, wife, girlfriend, she's, she's, she's heated to the highest level of heat. Heated. I mean, I wish I would do that. Go out there with some pots and pans and Tupperware and stuff like that. Tell me so I'm getting some gas. All right, let's play it right now. Oh, pardon me. I can't play the, the audio. So this this man is filling Tupperware. One of them has a lid on it, so that's I guess that's good. Tupperware, and it's small Tupperware, not even, like, big. You're talking about, <laughs> like, a, a small... You might be able to put a dinner in there or a side ingredient, and that's pretty much it. And the funniest part is that he's, like, alternating, filling them up. It's like, what are you doing, sir? What What is this? And, you know, the craziest part about stuff like this is, like, how you going to get that in your car if you need it? How can you actually get that into your gas tank? All you're doing, really, is spilling it on the ground. That's going to be the exact thing you do when you try to put it into your car. It's going to spill straight on the floor. So this guy is a complete nut. Matter of fact, there are more nuts out there. One guy blew his whole car up. Let me see if I can find that one. Blew his whole car up. I'm talking about like, it, boom, explosion. Let me find that right quick. <laughs> I mean, you guys, please don't panic. You see something like that happening, a little gas shortage, just a little you know, brief interruption, don't panic. Even if there is a need to go out there and get gas or to get supplies, Panicking does not make the situation any better. All you're doing is just, you know, creating, you're just creating a dangerous situation by panicking. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me see if I can, um, SUV blows up gas. Okay. Wow. 
a lot of these um, blew up. Let me see if I can find the one that's recent. And matter of fact, I think it was in Florida. There it is. <laughs> okay. Now, of course, it's Florida, right? Florida man blows his whole uh, Hummer. That man had a Hummer. Hummer erupts in flames at Florida gas station after a driver loads in four or five gallon gas cans. Right. So you see how like mangled this vehicle is. And the funniest part is that um, <laughs> that the funniest part is that the, the guy, I guess he was a driver. He just got injured slightly. He's OK. He didn't die or nothing. Thank God for that. I mean, you know, God was on his side that day. He's like, OK, I understand you panicking. So I'll give you a break this time, boss. But the next time you won't be so lucky. The guy just he got minor injuries and refused to go to the hospital. Probably because he's embarrassed. I mean, how are you going to say, all right, you're in the hospital, right? And, you know, you're you in the room and you can hear outside nurses snickering at you. Oh, he blew up because he put a bunch of gas cans in the car laughing. That's embarrassing. So if you got a little burn or whatever, go put some Neosport on that. Put some put some alcohol on it, a little Robitussin, and just sleep it off, right? That's pretty much all you really can do because you don't want to be embarrassed. But he's okay. Minor injuries. But that right there, good night. Sir, you're just doing, you did, you did way too much there. You did entirely too much. Okay, and um, here's some on Instagram that I put up. We, we got we, we to gotta see it. Now, my man right here. Bottle. Tiffany. Oh. My man right here put gas inside of water bottles. Like I said, like this one right here. Little 16, uh, what's it, 16 ounce bottle? He was putting gas in that. It's like, sir, by the time you need that, because you're at the gas station, right? If you could fill up your car, you're not gonna need those little teeny bottles of water at any point in the near future. By the time you need some more gas, the gas thing will be back to normal. So, what are you even doing? Why? There's no point. You can't even really carry that much in those little bottles. Water bottle. Oh, and he put it to the side. If he pulled out another one, oh. <laughs> so he had multiple bottles in his car. I feel like that was just trash in the back of his car. And it was like, oh, you know what? Rather than throwing this away, I can repurpose it. I know I'll put some gas in it. And then if I run out before they refuel, I'll be good. I can get from my house to down the street. I can get from my house to the entrance to my neighborhood with that amount of gas. Oh, my gosh. It's another one. Yo. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. But, hey, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Now, did you see the guy, um, the, the, the teacher that, that screeched on the, the kid because he was not wearing his mask? I'm going to try to play that without um, playing the cursing. It's just one little curse word. So, if you get kids close, cover their ears. But this lady right here, I mean, this is a prime example. Matter of fact, this is a prime example. I'm kind of cutting back to the vaccine thing. This is a prime example of people that are still afraid of the vaccine. I mean, the, the virus, although they have the vaccine and the same government that said wear your mask is now saying don't wear the mask. They are so afraid they refuse. And if you try to get them to accept it, they're just going to go ahead and freak out. And that'll pretty much be it. I don't care if you're vaccinated, you little 
Okay. I don't want to get sick and die. Okay. There's um, other people you can infect just because you're vaccinated. You know what? You're not a special person around here. You should hear about how everybody talks about you. You're I know a how jerk. Talk to me. I don't care how people You're talk a about jerk. Me. Okay. And you need to have respect for other people in your life. I do. You're not a big man on campus. I don't care if you're vaccinated, you little dick. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that lady right there, she was really, really, really triggered. And I didn't know what she was at first. I thought she was a teacher, but I didn't want to assume that. So I said, lady freaks out in my caption. But she is a teacher, I think, over in Wisconsin. And I think she got put on some kind of leave or fired or something like that. Because this right here is unacceptable. Talking about uh, reputation is bad. People talking about you behind your back is like, really? You sound like a little kid yourself, lady. The The, the young man right there, hey, Sir, if you're watching this, bravo. That was a pro-level way of handling that crazy lady. You're sitting there, chilling, not saying anything, real stoic. You did perfect, sir. You probably bought 16, 17, 18, or whatever, however old you are. You were like the adult there, and she was a child. So shout out to you. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Somebody said Karen XXL. That's hilarious. And that was, you know, kind of the elephant in the room. Pun intended, no pun intended, but anyway, the elephant in the room is, you're talking about, you're worried about your health. I can't tell. I can't tell. Your leg's about as red as a fire truck, but your ankles, your, your feet are white. What's going on with that? You need some medical attention for your physical condition rather than worried about this virus. Okay, the virus is not really what you need to be concerned about. It's, uh, maybe it is because you have a comorbidity, an obvious comorbidity, that should be your focus rather than trying to attack this young man for following the science, right? CDC says no more masks if you get the vaccine. He has a vaccine, being a good kid, you know, more than I would do, quite frankly. So he's doing what the government said he could do. Now, you want to you wanna, uh, freak out on him? People are crazy. But again, they've been conditioned to be that way. They've been conditioned to be that way. For sure. So, yeah, shout out to the young man and Karen XXL. You need to get down to a, a, a medium or a large because that's going to be your biggest problem right there. You know, dealing with life is your, your physical size. You know, no fat shaming. I'm just saying you know, as a cer at a certain point, you got to be healthy. And if you're not healthy, I'm going to advise you to become healthy. It's just as simple as that. Nothing else really to it. Thank y'all again for joining the show. I'm glad you guys are here. If you enjoy what you're hearing so far, go ahead, give me a thumbs up, and I would appreciate it. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. All righty, so what else we got going on? Um, there is a lot happening. Let me go back to my topics here. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot about this one. So Tim Tebow versus Colin Kaepernick. Now, if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, well, you should know who I'm talking about, but Colin Kaepernick, we all know who that is, right? That The infamous NFL kneeler um, getting all this attention for being anti-police and, you know, trying to be a racial activist still in the NFL, talking about, oh, I'm not giving the fair shake because, you know, of my social stuff and they don't like to hear black men talk about real things, all this, that, and the third. When in reality, Colin Kaepernick, first of all, he has an inflated sense of self, or at least he appears to have an inflated he, he appears to have that about himself because he thinks he's still a starting quarterback in the NFL, or at least he wants to be. 
He wants to be the man. He wants to be the the face of the team. But in your last, you know, year or so with the 49ers, you kind of fell off. You got bl- you got benched for Blaine Gabbert, if I'm not mistaken. And for wrong, let me know in the comments. You got benched. You weren't doing well. You were kind of trash, Mr. Kaepernick. So you just got benched. And he was still under contract with the 49ers. What did he do? Opted out. So you had a team there. You left. Try to find a different deal. You really couldn't find it. And now you're not in the league. But throughout the years, he's had chance after chance after chance to come back in the league, and he keeps blowing it. His girlfriend has sabotaged it. He had a chance to go to the Baltimore Ravens. What did the girlfriend do? Because Ray Lewis said something on the show. I'm not sure exactly what he said, but I guess Kaepernick got triggered. The girlfriend got triggered. So she tweeted a picture of Ray Lewis and the Baltimore Ravens owner as the slave master and Stephen from Django on chain. But they always resort to, or you're like Stephen and Django, you know, real big brain, 3000 IQ stuff, right? So when she put that out on Twitter, I was like, okay, you're insulting me. And I'm trying to go to bat for you to get you a job with the Ravens. How about we don't do that anymore? They keep sabotaging themselves every single time. And I think last year, that opportunity to have an NFL tryout. Okay, we got T on deck. Thank you. There was a there was a tryout for all NFL teams down in Atlanta somewhere. And it was at a venue. Everything was set up. It had been in the works for a long time, for weeks, if I'm not mistaken. But right like on the day of or the day before, Kaepernick changed it to a different location. And rather than having NFL with their film crew and stuff like that there, he didn't want that. But he had his own film crew. And what it wound up being was a rollout for a new Nike shoe because throughout this entire time, throughout not being in the NFL, throughout, you know, uh, destroying all of his chances to get back in the league, sabotaging everything, throughout all of that, he still had his Nike deal. So let me get this straight, sir. You're being, quote, unquote, blackballed from the league, but you still got your shoe endorsement deal. How much money is that? You made plenty of money in the NFL. How much do you have left? Then you had this whole workout you sabotaged, changed, and made that into a free commercial. Because the whole thing was you got the NFL down there, and since you changed it, now that's going to be a news story. Publicity stunt, right? It's all just to get money. Through all of that, people still say, you know what, he needs to be in the NFL. Why? And you know what, like I said in my video, if I were a Kaepernick, if I was like a, a BLM, SJW, that type of person, and I'm getting all this money off the field. Look, you still got your Nike endorsement deal. You have a whole book company. You're putting out books selling like hotcakes. You got a really big social media presence. You're able to monetize that. You could do podcasts. You can do speaking engagements. You can do whatever you want to do. TV, the world is your oyster at this particular point in time. Black Lives Matter and BLM, and BLM related companies raised $10.6 billion dollars in the last six months of 2020, $10.6 billion. Kaepernick is eating much more than he ever could have by playing NFL football, even if he was to be playing this whole time at the way he was playing when he was with the 49ers. So what's the point in going back? He wants you to think that he wants to go back because he wants to have a chip on his shoulder. He wants you to believe that he's a victim and that the, the white man's against him and the NFL's against him. That's what is funding his whole brand here. Without that, that, that story to rely upon, 
there be no Nike deal. There be no um, book deal. There be no SJW Black Lives Matter iconic status because he'd be a regular guy and not a victim, right? So that's what's going on with that. And, and but and people said he still needs to be in the NFL. That's not happening. Tim Tebow's been gone for the past ten years, and he's going to come back to the NFL playing for the Jaguars. And they're saying, well, the reason why Tim Tebow got back in the league and Nat Kaepernick is because of white privilege, because of racism. Meanwhile, Tebow has not had many chances to come back to the league. He's not, his phone is just not ringing at all, unlike Kaepernick. And they're both quarterbacks. Now, I would say that Kaepernick at his prime was better than Tim Tebow at his prime, but Kaepernick fell off. And Tebow, although he was an okay quarterback, he wasn't an elite quarterback ever. Never in the league of Peyton Manning who replaced him in Denver when he left. But anyway, so it's been 10 years. He is coming back to the league, not even as a quarterback. He's a humble person. Kaepernick always wanted to just be the starting quarterback, the star of the show. My way or the highway. But Tebow's like, you know what? I'll come back as a tight end. It's fine. I'll play whatever you want me to play. He's from Jacksonville. It's where he grew up at, Tim Tebow. So it's a hometown team. The coach, Urban Meyer, was his coach in Florida in college. He's now, he's now coaching the Jaguars. It makes sense. Your college coach, your hometown, why not? One-year deal, probably for the veteran minimum, why not? I mean, what is Tim Tebow doing? Tim Tebow has a foundation, and he's on Fox News occasionally, stuff like that. But what else? He does not have this whole big, you know, Black Lives Matter type thing behind him. Remember, that, remember I said about the whole $10.6 billion that BLM raised? BLM and BLM-type companies. That's more than all the conservative stuff combined. Everything combined did not reach 10.6. So you know, you know where the money is at. You know where the money is at. You know where the money resides. It's not on the right as far as all this political stuff, all this political action that's on the left. Because they'll pay big money to do things they shouldn't be doing. But that's a different story, and I digress. So, yeah. Um, and they're, they're both kind of old. 33 years old, that's kind of like geriatric and football years. They're both kind of old, but Tim Tebow, hey, one-year deal, veteran minimum. If he can do it, great. If not, it's fine. He's from Jacksonville. It can, it can boost the, the team's image in the local community because he's from there. Ticket sales, attention, publicity, it makes sense. Kaepernick, if you bring Kaepernick on, it'll cause division. An NFL player, current or former, said that. He was like, look, we wouldn't want Kaepernick to come to the locker room because he'd be divisive. We need a Tim Tebow guy, a unifier, a Christian guy, real good guy, no off the field problems. Just, you know, you want a guy like that. You don't want the leader of the ship to be drinking and smoking at the at the helm. You know, he's, he's high as gas, falling asleep. It's like, sir. The iceberg is right there. Are you going to steer around that or not? Nah? You need a clear-minded, level-headed guy to be in the front. And back to what I was saying about the NFL, I'll get to the next point in a minute. But if you're a good football player, it doesn't matter what you do off the field as much. You could be a guy that smokes crack, drink, liquor, whatever you want off the field as long as you perform well on game day. Now, is that healthy? Maybe not so much. It's just a reality, though. 
Okay, it's just a reality because Ricky Williams doing pretty much whatever. He was still on the field for quite a long time. Michael Vick went to jail. He went to the penitentiary, not just jail. He went to prison, prison for like two years for dogfighting and was hated for it. People still protest him to this day. And that was 10 or so years ago when he did that. They hated him for the dogfighting, but he was still able to come back and play for a very long time. I think he did like 14, 15 years of total NFL time. And that was split by the prison sentence. Why was he able to come back? Although he was hated for the dogfighting because he was an excellent quarterback. He could help you win games. Colin Kaepernick, not so much. He was not even really focused on trying to play football. He was focused on trying to be off the field martyr or brand, trying to reinvent himself while not focusing on becoming a good football player. So that's just what it was. So I don't want to hear anyone talking about uh, my racism because Kaepernick's not playing, but Tim Tebow is. Well, explain Michael Vick. Michael Blick is, Michael Vick is black for real, unlike Kaepernick, who's biracial, but that's a different story, and I digress. Shout out to Blake for the super, super huge super chat who says, ABL, keep preaching and telling the truth without fear. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. That's all I can do is just be me. I can't do anything else other than tell the truth. You know, I'm no Hollywood actor. So thank you for that. I appreciate you. Yeah, I, I bet you don't. You know, a lot of people don't like Vic still, Jack. It's okay. It's fine. That that proves the point. He was still able to come back to the league, although he still hated to this day. To this day, he still hated. It didn't matter because his... His action on the football field spoke louder than words. All right, now what's we got going on? Oh, shout out to the Virginia mom who demolished critical race theory. Matter of fact, if I can play that clip right quick, I'll play that online if you've not seen my video. But yeah, she she tore critical race theory to pieces. Now, I think this was at some kind of um, um, a, a school board meeting, something like that. You know, I think everybody's given like a certain amount of time to get up and speak. And she used her, I think, one minute of time to get it all out there, to put it all out on the table. So, yeah, it was Loudoun County uh, School Board meeting. Loudoun County, if you don't know, in Virginia, that's like northern Virginia, basically the D.C. suburbs. It's not as crazy liberal as Fairfax County, but it's like right there. It's It's a little bit further out, so it's not... It's, it's not totally inundated, but it, it kind of is if you have critical race theory there being taught to kids. And also, you know, the thing about CRT is that it's not just in places like Loudoun County. It's all over the place. You might see critical race theory pop up in the rural town and public school. So you got to be aware of what's happening. And I encourage everybody, if you have kids in public and private charter, all of that school, be aware what they're being taught. Even in college, if you're paying for college for your child, and they're being taught about critical race theory. They're being taught about how bad the white man is, how evil, oppressive, and mean and menacing he is, and how soft and weak and ineffective the black man is. Don't go there because those notions are racist. You don't want to have your child get taught racism. You don't want to pay to have your adult child get taught racism. Now, if they want to go learn, if they want to get a major in racism or critical race theory, then, hey, do whatever you got to do. Go wash dishes, screw up toilets, pay for it yourself. Get into debt, that's fine. If you want to get a whole 
house note on your back to get taught how to be racist, then go for it. But I'm not going to pay for it if I'm the parent and I got kids going to college or private school or whatever. But I digress. Let's get to the video here from Loudoun County of the mom wrecking critical race theory. In the words of Martin Luther King Jr., I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Now I have a dream that we will implement love, not hate, or supporting another Jim Crow's agenda. CRT is not an honest dialogue. It is a tactic that was used by Hitler and the Ku Klux Klan on slavery very many years ago to dumb down my ancestors so we could not think for ourselves. CRT is racist. It is abusive. It discriminates against one's color. Let me educate you. An honest dialogue does not impress, oppress. An honest dialogue does not implement hatred or injustice. It's to communicate with deceiving without deceiving people. Today, we don't need your agreement. We want action in the backbone for what we asked for today, to ban CRT. We don't want your political advertisement to divide our children or belittle them. Think twice before you indoctrinate such racist theories. You cannot tell me what is or is not racist. Look at me. I had to come down here today to tell you to your face that we are coming together and we are strong. This will not be the last. Greet and meet respectfully. Well, there you have it. There you have it, you know, and a, l- a little bit more about her because I read about, I read about her on the, um, like a follow-up interview she did. Hey, that, that was right on it. A little bit about her though. Now she has on the visor because they had a mask requirement when she did that. And normally she couldn't even wear the visor. It had to be a mask over the mouth, but she had surgery recently. So she couldn't wear the mask because you got to be able to breathe properly. So the compromise was a visor. That's first thing. Second thing is that, she has mixed kids, black and white. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm wrong, let me know in the comments. But she has mixed kids, so it was like, okay, I'm sending my kids to school, right? And they're coming home like, mommy, daddy, they told me that being white is terrible and being black, you're like Jesus Christ. So what am I? Am I, am I an angel or a devil because I'm black and white? Now, how do you really, what do you say to that? This can't be the norm in school. Like I say, If you want to be an adult and you want to go learn how to be a racist person, you want to go read books like Ibram Kendi, how to be an anti-racist, which ain't nothing but how to be a racist. If you want to read that on your own time as an adult, then go do it. It's just like, you know, being a a transformer. If you want to top off sugar and berries, when you get to be an adult, then go for it. But as a child, maybe not so much. Maybe not so much as a child. So, yeah, critical race theory should not be taught in any public school or any to any children at all. It's just propaganda. Now, critical race theory, like I said, it's about white man, bad, black man, or colored man, person of color, good. But it's taught in a variety of different ways. You know, I had that whole, um, that chart from, what was that? Um, the Smithsonian. I did a video about that probably about two, three years ago. About the Smithsonian, it might have been, I forgot when it was, but the Smithsonian put out this chart and they were giving examples of what whiteness is and how this is a thing that we shouldn't have to subscribe to as Americans at all because it's it's racist, it was founded in racism and things of that nature, right? Now, I'm going to try to put it on the screen and if you guys remember that video, it's just looked very familiar to you. This came from the Smithsonian. And the actual article is still up, but this chart, this little flow chart is not because that got a lot of attention. I did a video on it, got a lot of views. 
lot of other guys did videos on it, got a lot of views. So they took this chart down, but the article is still there. And the headline on this little chart says, Aspects and Assumptions of Whiteness and White Culture and the United States. All right. So here's a little subhead here. While dominant, while dominant culture or whiteness refers to the ways people and their traditions, attitudes, and ways of life have been normalized over time and are now considered standard practices in the United States. And since white people still hold most of the institutional power in America, you know, to pause right there right quick, you know, people say, oh, I can't be racist because I don't have any power. You see what that, that's, that's that right there. You got to be able to understand some of these code words and the way they try to phrase things because when, when you read certain things like this, when they put it out, they're trying to condition you. Then anyway, they continue. We have all internalized some aspects of white culture, including people of color. So if you have things that you do, like, I don't know, being a regular individual, that's whiteness. Having a mom and a dad, a nuclear family, that's whiteness. Black Lives Matter, we're trying to abolish nuclear family. You see where we're going with this? You see kind of how it all kind of puts together? Emphasis on scientific method. So to test a thing and see if it works, that's somehow white. Vaccine, take the vaccine. Don't worry about the blood clots and whatnot. Don't worry about it. Just take it. Um, let me see. Be, being rational, that's, that's whiteness. And again, critical race theory basically says that being white is like the worst thing in the world. So when they subscribe things to whiteness, that means that it's bad and you shouldn't have to do it. It's, it's unnatural to expect people that are not white to engage in, in, in rugged individualism or have a mom and dad or believe in a scientific method or to know what history is or to have a good work ethic, Protestant work ethic. Uh, being a Christian, that's somehow, you know, that's if in America being Christian is normal. That's just a fact. I'm not saying that if you're Muslim, you're somehow bad. But the majority of us are Christian. It's just, a, it's just what it is. But that's seen as whiteness, and it shouldn't really be a thing that we talk about too much. Having status, power, and authority, having money, being a boss, that's whiteness as well. Uh, future orientation, thinking before you act, that's whiteness. So when you got these brainless guys on the corner, you know, uh, selling drugs for next to no money, throwing the life away, taking penitentiary chances, life-ending chances. That's okay. That's black culture, right? To think about the future and not do things like that, that's whiteness. Okay, aesthetics, talking about uh, beauty standards, that's also whiteness. Now, here's some more. Um, observing holidays, Christmas. Christmas is white, so if you um, give your kids gifts on Christmas, you are engaging in whiteness. Uh, justice, competition, which is capitalism, that's what that is. You know, they could talk about all this, be number one, winner at all costs, decision-making, majority rules. The, the, all, the end goal is capitalism. That's really what it is. Communication. Um, if you speak proper English, you're also being white. So all these things we're talking about here, if you do them, then you're just perpetuating white culture, and that's a bad thing. And if you don't do them, it's okay. If you're not on time, if you don't speak proper English or English at all, if you are any kind of weird little extra thing, that's okay. Because these things right here is just a white patriarchy and you should not subscribe to it. That's what, this, this is what critical race theory is. That is an example of it, but it manifests itself in many different ways. That's just one way that it presents itself. 
So if you didn't know what CRT is, well, you got a crash course right there, live on ABO Live. Very simple. Oh, yes, Winston, a lot of research. A whole big, you got like the Smithsonian was behind that. They got um, consulting groups and all types of stuff. A lot of people. And actually, I think the data comes from a thing that was created in 1990. So it's, it's, not, even, it's, not, it's not even something that's new. Um, affirmative action, that's also critical race theory. Oh, was that enough black and brown people in this place? We need to get more. Um, you know, it's racist if you don't have enough. Okay, affirmative action. That's an example of how CRT creeps into the law space. There's a lot of stuff like that out there. So, yeah, you don't want that anywhere near your kids in school. Point blank, period. All righty. And we got a whole lot more we're talking about tonight. But thank you all again for being here. I cannot do it without you guys. If you enjoyed what you're hearing so far, go ahead. Give me a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. If you're listening on your favorite audio streaming platform, go ahead. Give me a five-star rating. And I thank you for doing that. All righty. What else we got going on here? I pretty much covered everything right there. Uh, Super chats on deck, and then I'm going to get to the calls a little bit later. In about five to ten minutes. So y'all just hang tight for that. Let me go to Super Chats. Navigate on over there. You know, Underground Railroad to get to Super Chats. It's kind of crazy. It was not one spot, but now it's not. Okay. Let me go over here. All right. Let's see. Today's the 15th. There we go. Now, thank you to Jane Doe, who says, did you see the drawing on the Big Rocks, Little Rocks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I did not draw the Big Rocks, Little Rocks t-shirt, but I had it commissioned. So I had somebody draw that for me. I saw my uh, merch store, Great Setway. Thank you, Jane Doe. ABLmerch.com. We got hats, t-shirts, stickers, mugs, and more through the link in the description box. Also, I should have my soaps in there. Um, are the soaps in there? I got to put this. I got to put those in there. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put that in the in the box box, and you guys can check it out from there. But, um, yeah, somebody hit me up and was like, hey, man, I got these soaps handmade right here in America, man. You know, put them in the link. It'd be a sponsor. I'm like, cool, no problem. And they sent me some, and they're great. It's like the kind of soaps you get that's, like, cut, and it's not like the detergent you get in the store. This is real, real live. I'm talking about high-quality soap. So yeah, you got got this decent decent skin. It ain't all that, but um, that's what I use all the time. So I'm, I put I'll put that in the description, also in the chat. So that's what I want to sell right quick. Uh, the hats on the on the store, t shirts, stickers, mugs, everything. You know, I got the 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 sir sir sir. I got those on deck, of course. You know, got gotta have those. All right. And what else we got? Let me, let me put that right there. Let me put that right there, the ABL soap. Oh, Super Chats. We'll get to those right quick. Y'all hang tight. All righty. And where are we at? Okay. Thank you to Apple who says a few Super Chats here. I read those. I will never be as cool as at Doug Ripley, but here's my uncool donation. I sure hope Doug Ripley's calls in tonight. At Doug Ripley's manly voice soothes my Biden anxieties. You the best, ABL. Also, Biden-Harris administration reinstates funding to the Palestinian Authority. No surprise that Hamas launches rockets at Israel. 
but Adi Yev sends terrorists to their 72. Uh, funny how Elhaz Omar and Rashida Tlaib never talk about innocent Israeli children wounded or killed by Hamas rockets. LC never talks about the terrorists launch attacks from schools and hospitals. Yeah, that's one thing about Hamas. They'll launch from residential areas, so if there's a strike back to that same area where the, where the rockets came from, then it's like, oh, you're attacking people in their houses. Meanwhile, you're attacking the area where the rockets came from. So they, they're using, it's kind of like a human shield type thing. Kind of like, you know, um, who was that? Um, uh, um, Breonna Taylor, human shield. That's what happened with that. Anyway, I digress. Thank you to um, Apple who says, liberals laughed at Reagan's strategic defense initiative, a.k.a. Star Wars. Israel's Iron Dome works. The Gipper was right. Reagan and Trump, best presidents ever. Also, FBI solved Hillary's missing emails yet? Question mark. Uh, nope, that's not really going to be on a docket to get solved anytime soon. He also says, um, FBI investigate John Kerry dealings with Iran yet? You know they ain't going to do that. He could do whatever he wants. They probably sanction that. Also, ABL, you make so much sense and explain so well. Kaepernick makes more money off the field than he ever would playing NFL football and without the risk of injury. Exactly. What's the point in me going on the football field, running around, might get concussed for like 500000 a year, a million a year. Why Why do that when I can make that kind of money every two weeks as a off-the-field martyr type person? These guys make big, big money. They don't want you to know that because they got to be down with the struggle, fight for the, you know, fight for the people. It's like Patrice Cullors, all these houses. She didn't want you to know that. You know, she had to go on TV talking about, oh, well, it's nobody's business and trying to do damage control. She didn't want you to know she had a whole portfolio of houses. She didn't want you, she didn't want you to know that she went to Malibu and had a meeting for like $26,000 and she paid out of her pocket. And the people that came with her, mostly white liberals, she didn't want you to know that because she has to have this whole image of blackity black, black, black power, all this and that and the third. I'm a poor righteous teacher. Now you're not poor, righteous, or a teacher. You are a rich, crazy lady. But I move on. Thank you to Santo Bartes who says, I'd like to shout out the IDF for fake for fighting fake news and leveling the AP building in Gaza. <laughs> that just happened to also be a Hamas stronghold. That's crazy. So um an Israeli airstrike hit a building and leveled it, if I'm not mistaken, that had offices of uh, AP and Al Jazeera English. My, my question is, what are they doing right there in uh, the Gaza Strip? Like, what's going on with that? Is there is there a reason for that? That's kind of interesting, but I digress. Um, nobody, I don't think anybody got hurt because they were warned beforehand that it was going to happen. But still, it's pretty interesting why that was actually there in Gaza. Yeah, very interesting. Um, thank you to Darius for the donation. Shout out to Blake who says, ABL, keep preaching and telling the truth without fear. Will do. Uh, Apple says, why do nice guys like Prince Harry and Colin Kaepernick fall in love with SJW and Tifa woke chicks? <laughs> well, what do you mean nice guy? I mean, how is Colin Kaepernick a nice guy? Pushing out lies, you know, putting people in danger. How is Harry... A nice guy. He might be the worst kind of person in the world. He he might just be, he might be a damaged person, as is Kaepernick, and they may do things that damage others. So no, all this nice guy stuff that ain't that might not be what it is. They may have found their match. It might be the same exact way behind closed doors. Um, also, Andy No reports that in Portland, Brianna White, mother of two and the bus driver, was murdered. 
The suspect, one of our police, is Henry Dondre Brockton, who's who's black. By the way, no BLM, no Antifa protests. I wonder why. Yeah, I mean, nobody really. That, that's not really a thing. Nobody cares about black on black crime. That's not even something that will get anybody out of bed in the morning. Unfortunately, it, it just is what it is, though. So it's it's not much you can really do about that one. Shout out to. Um, Leo Mazzino says, bravo to the mom who spoke against CRT. Um, thank you to Georgia Peach who says, showing you some love from the GA. Thank you for that. Uh, pirate cake, favorite flavor? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, 16-year-old Caleb Kennedy canceled from American Idol for ghosthood. Ralph Northam dresses like a ghost but still gets to be governor of Virginia. Yeah, of course. You, you can do whatever you want. You know, they, they pick and choose when they want to be offended. Ralph Northam was a whole grown man, probably older then a 16-year-old, matter of fact, he was because the 16-year-old had some ghosthood picture that appears to be some kind of clan outfit, but not quite as obvious as what Ralph Northam had in his medical school yearbook, 25 years old, a whole grown man with a wife, kids, beard, the whole nine yards. You got a little boy getting removed from American Idol for less, but we see what they get mad at and what they don't get mad at. Patrick Reed says, at some point, you have to trust your fellow citizens or we can't have a civil society. I agree. Thank you to Pete Sangria, who says, did I not say right after Biden was elected that this pandemic would end within six months of him taking office? Surprise, surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah. Predictable. Very predictable. Everything that they do is very well scripted. Not well scripted, but it's scripted. That's the best way I can put it. Um, let me see. Hush Jackson II says, that Landwell thought she was special because she's a teacher, professor, lecturing to a student about health. She's at a higher risk of getting the virus, though. Exactly. They could say 343 still on call who says, we need Devin Nunez, Don Jr., or John Cox for California governor. Now, can they win, though? That's the question. I would like for one of those guys to be able to go ahead and get something cracking, but can they actually do it? That's the question. Um, Let me see. They could say... Natural Bob Nutrition, who says, accept crypto, ABL, XLM, USC, USDC, pardon me, BAT, et cetera, and the dark side hackers have a help desk if you need assistance. <laughs> that could say 343 still on call, who says, vaccine passports will for sure start civil war. That's what Justin II says, CRT has no place in our legal system or any government. And today, according to the logic of its proponents, BLM is racist because it has the backing of the state. Uh, it, that's a good point. Very good point. That gets to Cervix a lot. Funny name who says, have you heard of Revenge of the Sis podcast? ROTC is hilarious. They put on a great show. I've not heard about that, but I'll check it out. And that gets to Alice Cersei who says, love your show. Thank you for your donation. Most certainly appreciate you. All righty. Now we got calls on deck, of course. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Hopefully Skype works tonight. If it's not, hey, don't blame me. You got to blame the white man for that because I have no control over it. If you want to get in through the um, the video at the bottom left-hand corner, there is an email for that in the description box below. All right. Thank you to MP Carnivore who says, it's half a white guy and I saw two army salute you. Thank you. I appreciate you, boss. No, can't do it without y'all. Could not do it without you guys. All right. Let me go ahead and get everything rolling the way it's supposed to be. And the number to call, 434-658-1220.
And then we'll get right on with it. Okay. Let's go ahead and... Let me go ahead and restart right because it's not working right. Let me restart right quick. Restart my Skype. Told you guys, you know, if it's not working, don't blame the, blame, blame the white man. All right. Restart. Hopefully it works right this time. <laughs> hey, it's all good, though. Thank you for your super chat. It says, I blame me. My feelings get hurt. <laughs> I mean, I got to blame somebody, man. I got to, you know, I can't take responsibility for my actions. All right, there we go. Five six one, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Yeah, this is Blake from Palm Beach. All right, man, what's going on? Nothing much. Um, just want to talk about like uh, what's been going on with this whole identified as being vaccine bull crap. <laughs> okay. Like, I just want to know, like, what's your thoughts on it? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, what do you mean? Like, what's, what's your question specifically? Hello? Call you there? All right. I don't know. I couldn't hear him. You know, might've been the phone messing up. Might've been me. I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure what the question was. Um, I identify as vaccinated. I mean, what you going to tell me? I'm not vaccinated. How you going to tell me I'm not? <laughs> I mean... Because if you can if you can identify as a as a as a male, you can identify as a, a fox, a deer, a rabbit. You can identify as a um, a brisk summer breeze. If you can identify as all those things, why not identify as vaccinated? I don't really understand. But again, I don't understand the question specifically. All right, let's get to the next one. Seven seven nine, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Um, I'm vaccinated. I mean, what you gonna tell me? I'm not vaccinated. Seven seven nine. Hello. All right, let's be ready to um, answer the phone when I pick up. Let's go. 405, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Mike Martin. All right. Uh, I want to comment on the lady at the school board. She she was good. I would really love to hear what she said. The main thing I want to uh, talk about, I know it's probably going to be a little off topic again, but you was talking about the mask, the vaccine, and stuff like that. I've been doing a lot of reading since uh, all this broke out. Well, now they're starting to want to come out with a chip. They're going to want to start putting that into people because they had the masks, they had the vaccine, and they've got all these guinea pigs to do what they wanted them to do. Now they're going to go to the third level, see if they can't push that. Yeah, see, you know, I was I was just thinking about that. That's why I was saying earlier. Now I go to the car wash, and it's, it's a little thing on my car. It's like a little um, um, a QR code or whatever. So when I pull up, the gate opens already because I got a subscription. I can just go in there and get my car washed. I don't want to have that in my forehead where I got to go through the door and I have to get cleared by some kind of machine. I'm not a car or a piece of cattle. I'm a human being. So that's just not going to happen at all, period. No, I agree. I would never do it. I didn't do the whole mask thing. You know, it's it's just nuts what's going on out there. It's just getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Uh, but they want to blame it on global warming. I mean, that's that's that that's was, that, was thing. that was a little joke. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'll let you get on with the rest of your calls and stuff like that. But it's it's nuts out there right now. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Later. 
All right, great call. Yeah, I refuse. You try to put some kind of chip on my forehead. Because I'm already thinking about that. I didn't even really hear that from the media, but I, I th- I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about what are they going to try to do next? They can't really enforce any kind of vaccine thing at the door. If they say, okay, if you have the vaccine, you can go unmasked. What are they going to do? Check me? They're going to search me? They're going to try to find an ID card? They're going to call the police if I have a fake ID card? What are they going to do? Nothing. So that whole thing, it was just ridiculous. They're not going to scam me like I'm some kind of produce, and they're going to be like, beat at the at the front at the check cash at the um the self checkout. I'm not doing it. All right. Nine eight nine. You're the line. I'm gonna speak it to. They're going to search. Find an ID card. Call- Lb. Yes, indeed. What's going on? Man, I just want to tell you thank you. I love your work. Uh, I love your channel. I watch you every day, and keep it up, bro. That's all I got to say. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. All right, man. Have a good night. Same to you. Bye. All right. Appreciate the call. But yeah, you're not going to scan my forehead on no self-checkout. Not happening. All right. We got more calls on deck. Now I'm on forward on line. Who am I speaking to? ABL. Yes, indeed. How's it going, ABL? Um, I just kind of wanted your opinion about Biden continuing the wall. And I also saw earlier today that he's going to continue the uh, pipeline. Okay, so is the pipeline coming back? Is, is that Was that confirmed? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, at a certain point, it's like, you know, this kind of what it's kind of goes to what I was saying earlier. Uh, they will put certain things out there so the media hears it and then they report on that. So whatever the first thing that they say or they do, whatever that is, that is pretty much what it's going to be. They don't really care about the follow-up. All they're going to say is, oh, well, Biden shot the pipeline and he stopped the wall. But they won't do any follow-up to say, hey, you know, they, you know, they're still building the wall, right? When did that happen? You're not going to see that because it won't get much attention. All that they'll see is the very first action and the media won't cover it. But at a certain point, he knows what's real, what he has to do what he and what he can't do. He knows that the crisis is out of control and he can't handle it and the towns are screaming for help. And he knows that the pipeline is needed. A lot of jobs have been lost as a result of not having it. So it just makes sense to do it. So yeah, he, he has to do some things that make sense. Although he'll lie and say that he won't do those things. Yeah. I kind of figured that because the article that I saw, it was on Fox news and I was like, yeah, I don't think CNN is going to hop on this. So you, you know what's going on type thing. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's basically all I wanted to say. And I'm liking your channel, bro. Please keep it up. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Have a good day, man. All right, great call. Yeah, but I didn't hear that about the pipeline. That's funny. You know, so you're going to complete the uh, Keystone XL and you're going to complete the wall. I heard about the wall part, but not the Keystone XL pipeline. They need it. I mean, we saw the whole pipeline go down right here. So, I mean, how are you going to have the pipeline go down and then be like, oh, we're not going to build more? That the public was demanding the pipeline go back up when they went back down. It's funny how that works. The same people, a lot of them, they said pipelines are bad. We don't need pipelines. We're out there screeching bloody murder when the pipeline, when one pipeline went down for three, not, not, even, not even three days. It was just slow for like three days. Just a matter of days, they were screeching for it to come back. 
But at the same time, they say no keeps on Excel. How that makes sense? Make that make sense. But, you know, again, this is what people don't understand. They don't understand how things operate in real life. They look at things one way from television, comfort of their own home. But when it hits them in reality, it's a whole different story. All right, let's go to the next one. 512, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Um, this is Desiree from Texas. All right, what's going on? I was wondering, have you heard that, and this might sound crazy, but have you heard like the, the number of the beast would be like on the top of your hand or the top of your forehead? And that's where they plan on putting the chip, which is a code. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do remember. I mean, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy because it's, been, it's already been written. I've been hearing about that since I've been a little boy. So anytime I hear them say, you know, it'd be in your hand, it'd be in your forehead. I'm just like, nope, let's not do that. And I've heard about this in different ways throughout the years. Talking about having that as a form of payment. Or you could just go into a place and swipe it like it's a phone. It's like, nope, let's just not do that. And it's always in the same place. It's like, it can't be anywhere else. It can't be like, you know, it can't be on your, your jacket or... It's just, it's just really strange how what was written a very long time ago is now trying to come to pass. And, and you know, the other disturbing thing about it is um, I'm very concerned about Jared Kushner. Now, I, I love Trump, but I've always been very concerned about Jared Kushner. And, you know, his company, I don't know if he's still with the company. I heard he walked away from it, but he inherited it from his father. And it's on 666 5th Street. And his company creates those chips. Mm. I, I didn't know that. That's yeah, I mean, that, that. It was on, you know, I saw it on YouTube. I saw it online. It's now you can't find it. But, I mean, you know, we, we think that Trump might come back. I don't know. But I hope it's not with him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think? Have you heard anything like that? Yeah, I'm not familiar with that, so I really don't know what's going on. But whatever the case may be, I'm not going to be able to get that in my hand or my head or anywhere else. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much for everything you do. Thank you for being so courageous. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Okay, bye. All righty, shout out to the caller. Great call. Let's get to some more. Scott Caller, who am I speaking to? Yeah. Hey, Biel, this is James. All right, it was How are you surviving up there with all that gas shortage? I mean, how, how could you possibly survive? <laughs> I'm totally fine. I've not had to refuel at all. I already had gas in my tank. Imagine that one. Well, the reason I was saying is the, the lady that was uh, speaking out against the critical race theory, I agree we need to speak out against it. We need to be able to hold our leadership accountable for it, but... When you get local elections, it's hard to find anything other than, oh yeah, I'm a member of the community, stalwart member of the community. I wanna, I, I wanna, you know, keep the community moving forward. You don't get to hear anything about what policies they want to go. It's sad. I mean, we need to be able to find these things out and hold people accountable. Yeah, I mean that, that needs to be something that we do more. I feel like a lot of people that run for office, they, they, they say. Like a lot of politicians in general say whatever they can to get elected without actually talking about things that really matter. Not all of them, but a lot of them do that. And it's really unfortunate because once they get in office, then they do really bad things sometimes and people are upset. 
Alright, well I'll let you go. And I'll sign off with the uh, salt must flow. Alright, thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Alright, let's get to some more. 412, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, 412. Hi, ABL. Um, I'm excited. I've never gotten through. But, um, okay, so what do you think about, like, there was all those, like, kind of leaked audios that Biden was kind of saying that he was just going to reverse everything that Trump did. But the more and more I think about it, I think maybe he wanted to start that way, but now he's going to start implementing more of the policies to take it all away from Trump. Man, that might, that might be what he does. Like, even with, like, the bull- yeah, with the border and, like, the pipeline now, and then, like, you know, everything was blamed on Trump. But then, like, anything Biden does is like, oh, my God, we love him. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it goes it goes to show that the problem with Trump was not what he was doing. It wasn't his policies. It was just him because he couldn't be controlled. He couldn't do – he would not do other things that they wanted him to do. Right. So, like, the more, just when I think about it and I hear, okay, now they're going to do this and that, like, I don't know. Maybe it's like, and maybe he did mess everything up so that he could just, I don't know, I guess take more glory away. But I don't know. I was just thinking about that. So I wanted to call in and see what you thought. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely but appreciate you. I'll let you get to your other calls. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Bye bye. Yeah, that's a good point because he's already trying to get the wall built back up. The pipeline's coming back up. He's going to do that. And then he's already trying to be like, well, it's me. I took the, I did the vaccine. It, the, the funniest thing was when he said, we got, we have a goal of a hundred million shots in a hundred million days. It's like Trump was already, he was already doing that. He, Trump already had like a million shots per day when he left. So you're not doing anything other than just continuing what was already right there. You, you're doing the exact same thing that Trump did. You, you're using the vaccine that was developed under Trump you have the same rate of vaccination that Trump had. So what are you doing that's different? Nothing. You're just taking Trump's name off and putting your name on it. You're just rebranding the same package that's already out there. All right, let's get to 779. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? So you're not doing anything mm-hmm. other than just... Who am I speaking to? 779. You're doing the exact same thing that Trump did. Hello? <laughs> he's like, huh? Who, who this? It's like, sir, you calling the show, sir. You need to be ready. If anybody's calling, please, you, you can't, what you can't do is watch the stream and at the same time call and want it to line up. It won't line up. There will be a delay. So just talk to me on the phone and focus on that. Don't worry about the stream, please. All right. 703, I'm going to speak to Hello? Yes. Yes. Can you hear me? Are you well? What's going on? Yes. Um, go ahead, Matt. I had a quick question about um, this critical race theory stuff. If you thought that it would make it the state of Virginia more in play. What do you mean? As far as people saying, okay, we don't like CRT, therefore we're going to vote a different way? Yeah, because I know Republicans just nominated Glenn Youngkin. He's like a multimillionaire. Um, I was wondering if you thought that this would make it more in play. He has no chance. I don't know why they did that. That was, that didn't make any sense. He has no chance. Like, there's no way. Because the problem, the, the issue with Virginia is not necessarily the issues like critical race theory. Although that should turn some people, it's not really in the greater scheme of things. The problem with Virginia is Washington, D.C. 
as government grows bigger and bigger, you're going to have people that move to Northern Virginia, D.C. proper, and Maryland in, in droves. And they're going to be mostly liberal because they're going to be government workers. A lot of LGBTQ people moving out there, work on the hill, or work close to the hill. They're going to be out there. That's what's causing Virginia to go a different direction. When I was a kid, Virginia was solid red all the time. You could count on it. But I saw it over the years start to change. As D.C., Metro got bigger, so did Virginia change. And it's to the point now where it's almost permanent. You're only going to be able to have a reduction in the blue state of Virginia if you make government smaller. And that's not happening anytime soon, unfortunately. Uh, what do you think about some of the other candidates that um, ran or, or were nominated for, like, lieutenant governor? Do you like Winston Sears? Or is there anybody that you like? I know you, you live in Tennessee now, but I know you're from Virginia. Is there anyone uh, in Virginia that you think could, could turn things around if they ever got the nomination? Um, I don't think so. Like, I don't see if, if it's got to be a big name person, really, for that to happen, in my opinion. In Virginia, because if you got these guys, if you have Republicans that are trying to come in and get Virginia back to being a red state, which has not been for the past 15, 20 years, I'm not sure how you're really going to do that, especially with D.C. growing. And uh, like, here's here's my thought about that, really, to kind of make it make sense. Um, Ralph Northam had a blackface scandal where he was actually, and it's your book picture, as a full grown man, a grad student, 25 years old. He was in blackface and a Klan outfit, and there was no real big problem. He was still allowed to be there, and it was all good. It, it was fine. So if that wasn't enough to make you be like, hey, that might not be who I want, then, you know, what are you going to do? And the problem also, a lot of these guys pass the torch because, you know, you can only run, you can only have one time back to, you can't, you can't be back to back um, as a governor. You got to have at least one term break and then run again for the governor. So what they do is they right. pass the torch. So while Northam is in the office, he can just promote the next guy. He'll get that promotion and a Democrat party funding and the D.C. funding, and that'll be what brings him in next. So you have an uphill battle to fight if you're a Republican in that, in that environment. It's going to be kind of hard, very hard, actually. Okay. Thank you so much. We love you. We love you. <laughs> thank you all. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. Bye right now. Yeah, shout out to the callers. Yeah, it's unfortunate what's going on with Virginia, but like I say, Virginia can change, but you got to get that government smaller. That's a, that's more of a policy issue, in my opinion, than anything else. Because if that, if that government ain't getting no smaller, then you could forget about it. He might as well just, you know what I mean? You, you can forget about it. Four eight zero. You're the line. Who am I speaking to? Going once, going twice. Four eight zero. All right. I don't know what's going on. The Obama phone's not really working right. You got to get it together. Got to get it together. All right. Six seven eight. You're the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, ABO? This is the political Latino. <laughs> All right. What's what's going on? <laughs> hey, nothing much, brother. Just enjoying your show tonight. Um, but I wanted to ask you a question over here about what you thought about. I live in Georgia. And, uh, you know, when I came to Georgia from Florida, 
Well, it was Rick Scott running the whole joint back in Florida, so the jobs weren't good and things like that. But then I moved over to Georgia when Nathan Deal came was in office. And <clears throat> then uh, Brian Kemp went against uh, Stacey Abrams, right? But now we got Representative Vernon Jones, who was a Democratic, who now su- who supported Trump and believes in the MAGA movement. And I just want you to, uh, or I mean, I'm sorry, uh, <clears throat> I just want your thoughts on uh, if you know about Representative Vernon Jones and what he stands for, because I support him for governor for Georgia for 2022 come elections in 17 months. I mean, I'm He's not a black really, American. I, I don't know a lot about, I like, I like Vernon Jones, but I don't know a lot about his policy because, I mean, let's not forget now, Vernon Jones is a lifelong Democrat, so... You know, what is he really going to do as a governor that's better than Brian Kemp? I mean, I, I like Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp, people didn't like what happened with the election, but that's not really his fault. He did things to try and strengthen the laws after the fact, like everybody else did, because who knew what was going to actually happen with that whole mail-in voting? Like, who, who, knew, who knew that was coming as far as the onslaught of the mail-in ballots? It was like a kind Look of a last minute. I, I live. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry to interrupt. Look, I live in Georgia, right? Uh-huh. And, and and since 2014, and I've been all over Georgia. And during the election times, somewhere between September and November, all you saw was Trump signs everywhere. Look, Atlanta only makes up a little bit of a city out of all the state of Georgia. You got Athens, you got Rome, you got Douglasville, you got uh, Tifton, you got Conyers, you got McDonough, you got Douglasville, you got Valdosta, you know, you got all the way up to Alpharetta, you know, all the way to Helen. <clears throat> so I'm like, how the hell is it possible that this uh, state flipped for blue? Impossible. It was all, it's impossible because everywhere was for Trump 2020. So now we got Brian Kemp in office. The only thing that he's done so far that's good is that two days ago he said he's ending unemployment unemployment for the extra $300 from the federalities to get people back to work, which is a good thing. But so far, Brian Kemp has been nothing but a freaking snake along with uh, this guy Raffi Berger, Brad Raffi Berger, the Secretary of State. They took money from the money machines in order to flip the blue for, for uh, the state of Georgia for blue. And that's why we need people like Vernon Jones, who was a Democratic lifelong Republican, like you said. Yes, I agree with that. But he flipped over to uh, the Grand Ole Party. If you go to uh, Representative Vernon Jones's website, he actually joined the Grand Ole Party during the Trump times because of the, uh, you know, everything that Trump, President Trump did, which was to better the economy, better the border crisis. Or, there wasn't even a border crisis back then, but you know, uh, better up the fans and all that stuff and immigration laws and economic laws and policies. And then this clown comes around with cackling Harris and then destroys it all in four months. And now we're looking like Venezuela. Yeah. But is that Brian Kemp's fault? Well, I, like I said, ABL, he sold out with the money machines for a little bit of scratch. And that's what so people hold on, don't like, know. So what, what, what did he do exactly? I don't understand. Well, he he and Raffi, he and Brian Kemp and Brad uh, Veganberger sold out with dominion machines for a couple of million dollars just to flip for blue. And but, that's but hold what on, but, uh, but what I'm, what I'm asking is, I, I mean, I heard you what you said. He sold out, but what did he actually do? Like, did he did he take some money? Did he get paid? Like, what's going on? Of, of course he did, but nobody knows that because everybody who lives outside of Georgia 
You see, like, I'm not sure what's going on with Michigan. I'm not sure what's going on with Wisconsin. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm, I, I, I'm familiar a little bit with the Arizona audit, uh, and I know that they're going to finish up and move out of the school or whatnot, but I don't live in those states. I live in Georgia. And what I know is that Brian Kemp and Brad Raffiberger took a little bit of scratch in order to sell out Georgians for, for, to flip for blue during Biden times. And and that's what doesn't fly with nobody around here. Everybody knows that he was supposed to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think it was McLaughlin at the time. And uh, uh, Warnock Jones wasn't even supposed to win for Senate. You know, that guy, he, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody even voted for him. Right. But then, you know, the clown administration came in and they started picking all these other, you know, all these losers out. And that's and and what happened was that the money machines, along with uh, the uh, you know back in the back in the curtains, uh, Brad Raffiberger, Vegan Burger, and uh, Brand Cam sold out for some scratch, in order to sell out Georgians for blue, and that's why uh, what's it called? Uh, Vernon Jones is running for governor here in Georgia for in 2022. Comes come November 20 22nd. Uh, and I'm voting for Vernon Jones because he believes in the mega movement. He used to be Democratic, but now he's Republican. And they actually tried to ambush him. A group of Antifa members actually tried to ambush Vernon Jones when he came out of the White House uh, five months ago, when he was speaking at, uh, at the White House. You know, what I'm saying when he was running, when he announced that he was running for governorship. And when and when they attack you, then you know you're the good guy, and you know, what I'm saying you're the one fit for the job. So I'm voting for Vernon Jones come 2022nd and getting that rhino ass, I'm sorry, that rhino mother flipper out of office called Brian Kempo, or as I like to call him, Brian Kempf. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you, Bill. Have a good night and appreciate you, brother. All right, now. All right. Now, I don't know about that. I feel like Vernon Jones, okay, here's, here's what I think, and hear me out. I don't know if I trust Vernon Jones. I like Vernon Jones. I don't know if I trust him because here's, here's it. If Brian Kemp runs again, people are going to vote for Brian Kemp over Vernon Jones because they already know Brian Kemp. They might like Brian Kemp. They may not feel the same way he feels, but if you got guys out there that feel the same way he feels, then they're going to vote Vernon Jones. And what's going to happen is you're going to have a split vote. That, that could be what the end result is. So if the vote is split and you have, they see Abrams, Big Mama come in, she might come in through the back door. Whereas if it was just one person running, she couldn't do that. So how do we know that she's not working with Stacey Abrams? How, how do we know that Vernon uh, Jones is not an ally, again, a lifelong Democrat of Stacey Abrams, to come in there and do that, to have her be the governor? That's, I mean, I'm not saying that is what's going to happen. I'm not saying anything other than it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of a, a, a gut feeling that I have that it could be the case. Because if they both run, if Brian Kemp runs and Vernon Jones runs, it's going to be a split vote. Any Democrat running is going to see that. That's going to be an obvious way to try to get in. To get in by having a lower amount of votes from what you normally would need, but it's possible because you have a split vote. That's what happened with, um, I think it happened with, uh, what's the name? What's that, Raphael Warnock or somebody? There was a split vote between Loeffler and um, what's his name? Doug Jones. It was a split vote there. Now here comes this guy. That's why they had to run off because 
it was not enough votes to say one or the other. And then, boom, he wins. But I digress. All right, let's go. 4A, oh, you're the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how's it going, ABL? It's Chuck. Uh, I was going to ask you about uh, Freemasons. Do you know anything about Freemasons? I don't. No. No. I was uh, just curious because I was hearing some someone was saying possibly Trump was, and I didn't know anything about them and secret societies. Um, but I thought that the show was going really good tonight. There's a lot of people who are focused on their state um, and their local elections, which is awesome. Um, people need to be ready for 2022. Um, and I think uh, your narrative about Biden um, is going to play out a little bit worse than I thought. Um, I'm thinking we're seeing crisis all over the place right now um, in the first couple months um, so that they can, in a year, turn back around and say, yeah, that was all Trump's fault, um, everything that happened there. Um, but really, they push through a bunch of stuff. And like you say, a lot of people don't don't look at, oh, the pipeline got shut down, but it opened back up. The wall got shut down, but it opened back up. Uh, so people aren't going to realize that all of this stuff that did cause the problem was Biden. And they'll just say, no, that was the Trump presidency um, that did all of that. And we're fixing it now. Um, so I think you might be correct. But it's going to get worse unless um, it gets exposed and people do report on it like yourself. And I appreciate you and everybody on YouTube for doing their thing um, and letting the, the people know because it's affecting actual people. As you can tell, the, the callers you're getting, again, are focused on local election. They're focused on their state. Um, and then they're also focused on what the narrative is in the culture war. So um, it's, it's a great. I love it. I appreciate you. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Have a good night. All right. Great call. Fantastic. Let's get to some more here. 480, you're the line. Who am I speaking to? ABL. Hey, yes, this is Jason. I'm from Tempe. How are you, sir? Tempe, Arizona. Well, I'm well. How about yourself? I, I, I've tried you like 68 times. I didn't think it was possible. It is a pleasure speaking to you, sir. Likewise, man. Likewise. What's on your mind? Uh, I, I just want to say I am such a follower and believer in you and the officer Tatum. I, I don't know what's going on in the world, but I can't even get back to, to and from work without people going crazy on the freeway, grocery stores, the, the, the signs say mask recommended. I don't wear one. I'm healthy. I, I go to the gym. I take all the proper supplements. And I went to a grocery store about an hour ago, and I was called a devil racist. I, I just wanted to reach out to you. I'm following you. I'm following your live chat. And it, it hurts me, man. I, I'm a, I grew up with good parents. I was raised right. And it, it just hurts trying to go outside my front door now, sir. Yeah, it's, it's really a crazy thing, but you know what? A lot of that, like I was saying earlier, people have been conditioned to to think this way by, it's, it's just fear. The same government that says, hey, wear a mask, save lives, is now saying, hey, you don't need it. You got the vaccine, take it off. But people have still been conditioned by the first thing, wear the mask, saves lives. They've been conditioned by that, and if you don't wear it, then they're just, 
they're 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 terrified. They they have so much fear they can't have any. They don't know any other way to express it other than that. So a lot of people are just being. I, a lot of people I almost want to cry. Why are we different? Because of critical thinking. I mean, I I'm educated, but that doesn't. I, I'm I'm college educated, but I'm also educated. Yeah. Like I don't I don't watch commercials. I don't have a TV. I don't. What what happened to society, man? I can't I can't go anywhere without anyone looking at me wrong, man. Man, you can't you can't let it affect you because these people, you got to understand where they're coming from. They're scared. They're afraid. You're not afraid. You're not scared. So you don't don't let them and what they are going through with their fear affect you. You know what you're doing is right. That's all that really yes, matters. You're not yes, trying to sir. hurt anybody. You're not trying to do anything wrong. You're doing right. Just focus on that and don't let anybody in their fear that they're projecting on you get in the way of living your life like you want to. Yes, sir. It, it, it's just very challenging when you try to meet a, a woman in your life and who'd you vote for? Who, what are your politics? I'm like, I, I can't we just go on a date and be good people and just have a good time. Can't we, I go to work. I get, I get hounded all day by just these, these, these harsh words. I'm like, I, when did work get this hard? When did driving to and from work, when did, when did life day to day, day to day get this hard? I have nightmares trying to sleep, sir. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't really let it, you know, like me, my life, I don't really let what people are doing really. I kind of walk to the beat of my own drum. I don't even really care. It's like, people want to do stuff like that. It's like, all right, that's, that's your thing. That's your prerogative. I don't let it bother me too much. Okay. Right, I'm going to work on that. I'm yes. just, uh, Diet and exercise, doing all that. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. You take care. I know. I know. All right. Shout out to the caller. Hey, I appreciate him for calling. You know, uh, don't don't let what people don't don't let their fear get in the way of your life of your life. You know, I don't. I pretty much do what I want. Like me. I walk to the beat of my own drum all the time. That's just, I'm, I'm that kind of person. I'm just kind of a different, I'm a different, I'm a different kind of guy, period. I don't even really care too much about nothing. So that's just how I operate. And you got to have, you got to live in that and be confident in that. And you're talking about young ladies and whatnot. You'd be able to attract the correct people around you, period. Women or just anybody, just live in your truth, be confident in it, and don't be worried about those that are just petrified with fear. They can't even leave their house because they're scared that the mask, if the mask ain't on, the most deadly plague in our lifetime is just going to escape from your mouth and just attack them. But if, it, if, a, if a piece of cloth, like if their little, if their shirt was right there over their, over their mouth and they wouldn't, silly stuff. Yeah, I don't let silly people get in the way, you know, and you shouldn't either. But thank y'all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed what you're hearing so far, go ahead, give me a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Okay, let's go. Um, let's see. 206 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yo. What's going on? Yo, this Earl, man. I talked to you once before and I'm trying to figure out something that don't make no sense to me is why you think the government don't, don't owe us. 
What you mean? You say that critical race theory is is like there's something wrong with it. Like the government don't owe us. Owe us what? Why would you owe, owe us? Owe us as a people. Owe us as everything. I mean, I know you ain't slow. What you mean? What you mean? Money? Oh man, not just money. Everything from from power. All the white people got the power. You, oh. I mean, this is stuff that you know. I don't know why you're making excuses <laughs> like the government don't owe us. So, well, like, like, why, why, what made you that way? <laughs> so, does the government have the ability to give power to you? Like, how how they going to do that? They trying to do it. They trying to do it right now, but people like you are, are telling them, nah, don't do, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't give these black people and these Mexican people any kind of power at all. You're trying to stop it. You're trying to stop it in the schools. I'm trying to, it don't make no sense to me why, why you over here trying to stop all this, trying to stop the advancement of us. Cause we didn't, we landed on Plymouth rock. We didn't land on America. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Um, now, I mean, I'm not really sure how, if you, you talk, you're talking about critical race theory and, and that whole ideology, they say that the white, the white man is superior. He's the omnipotent being. He's the best. He's the brightest. And then they say, if you black or you're colored, whatever they want to call it, person of color, same thing. If, if that's you, then you're somehow weak. You're inferior. You need a white man to do everything for you. They paint us as weak, defenseless, helpless victims, and they paint the white man like he's like he's God, like he's Jesus Christ. So I don't know if you want to who put who put crack in the neighborhoods though. <laughs> who put crack in the neighborhoods? The white man, right? Um, was it was it the white man that was moving uh, cocaine all over California, all over New York, yeah. all over everywhere? Was it the white man doing that? Because I saw I saw documentaries yeah. of guys like Ray Ross talking no about freeway, that. nothing like that, huh? You ain't never seen Freeway. You ain't never seen yeah. Freeway talk about how to how to the white people, the uh, federal, see the C, uh, CIA, the, the government. They put they put crack in the black places, and they wouldn't let. And then they try not to let us vote now. They trying to stop us from voting now, and we. I don't understand what's your problem. Okay, so you could say the CIA they put crack in the neighborhoods. But who sold it? I mean, if somebody put some heroin in your house right now, are you going to shoot it? Maybe. <laughs> I say you, you might do it. You might, might be bored. You might be like, you know what? I'm not going to just get high if, right now because it's right there, here in my right? face. Huh? If it's there, right? Oh, so if it's there, you, you got to do it right. You see, you see a twenty. You see a you see a twenty on the ground. You're gonna walk past it and step on it. You're gonna pick it up. Well, I mean, a twenty dollar bill is valuable, but I'm not. I mean, heroin, I'm not going to just do that because it's right there. But my point is, at the end of the day, it was us that sold the drugs. It was us that did that. We did it. Who put it there? It don't matter who put it there. So what? Okay, let's, let's, let's just say. Um, let, let's, let's, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to answer your question. I'm answer your question, sir. Sir, back. sir. Let's just say the white man did it. The, the random white man on the street, he did it. He put it there. Now what? Because you black, you can't think for yourself. You have no mind of your own. You're inferior. You are 
beneath the white man, you're the white man subservient, you a pet to the white man, so no, you gotta do it, right? Is that what you're saying? In a, in a candy store, and then he's gonna oh. take candy. So you're, you're comparing an adult white male to an adult black male, but the black male's the I'm kid. Not talking but, but, about, the, but the black male's the I'm kid, and the white male's the adult. Field. Huh? I'm not talking about Obadiah down, you know, Obadiah? work at what? the laundromat. I'm talking about the government owes us. Okay, so what 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 would you want? What do you want? I want them to give us what what we owed. What is that? Be specific. Like if you're going to ask the government for something, you got to be. You can't just say oh, you owe us. It's like all right, what do I owe you? Like if you come to me and say, hey, but you, you owe me. I'm like, what you owe me? What what I owe you? How much? You got to be specific. So they, what do they owe you specifically? They owe us. 200 years of oppressions worth of, uh, <laughs> when they, they, they wouldn't let us, uh, they wouldn't let us be equal. Okay. I got it. But look, check it out. Be specific. Give me like a tangible thing. Is it money resources? What do you want specifically? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm asking the question. What do you want? Cause you don't know, do you? You might want to just take take a little time and think about it, and then like you can't just say I don't know, and then be demand at the same time be demanding. It doesn't make any sense. Hello. All right, I don't know what happened. The Obama phone ran out in minutes, so shout out to the caller. <laughs> it's like, hey man, which one from the government? They always. All right, what do you want? Hold on, where, where's my where's my sound at? Nah. Yep. I'm gonna push all the buttons until I get to the right one. There you go. <laughs> that's that's what he wants. So I don't really, you know, I just don't really get it. All right, let's move to the next call. Okay, let's go. Five zero three in the line. Man. I'm speaking to. We're from the government. All right. This is ABL. Yes, it is. Hey, shout out, uh, shout out to you, brother, man. Keep it real. Keep it on there, man. My name's Joseph. I'm from Portland, Oregon. Just wanted to get on there, man. Appreciate what you do. Keep it, man. Keep it real, brother. I watch you. I watch the Hawk Twins and Brenda Tatum and all them, man. I appreciate what you guys do for the communities and YouTube, man, out here. So much love and respect, brother. Thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. It means a lot to me. Yeah, keep it, brother. Will do. Out. Peace. Peace. All right. Shout out to the call. Great call. If you're enjoying the show tonight, go ahead. Give me a thumbs up on the video. Hit the thumbs up button right there if you're not done so already. Also, if not subscribed to the channel yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel right now. That'll help me out tremendously. Tremendously so. Okay. Let me see. 304 in line. I'm speaking to. Hello? Yes, 304. Who am I speaking to? Hi, uh, this is Helen. All righty. What's going on? Um, I'm watching your live stream and, and just enjoying it a lot. And I want to thank you. Um, I, I guess I came in late, but I want to um, say about the young man in Arizona um, who's, who seems like he's hurting. He's struggling uh, with just you know, everybody uh, overreacting. Um, 
And I just, you know, I just think the the people are just going a little nutty right now. And, you know, we have a nutty leader um, who says uh, your choice is to wear a mask or get until you get vaccinated. That doesn't make any sense. And that's not a choice. He says the choice is yours, but it's not really a choice. And do you do you think we're not standing up enough? I think there could be some more pushback. Definitely. That, that's definitely a thing that needs to happen because I think a lot of us just want to go to work, raise their kids, and be left alone. Kind of like live and let live for the most part. But at a certain point, if we don't fight back, then the other side will infiltrate and then they'll become the dominant force. So we have to put up a resistance and not just let things happen to us so much. So... I agree with you, and I think it needs to be grassroots, but how do we do that? You know, 99% of the people I work with buy into it. They've all drank the Kool-Aid. They all drank the Kool-Aid. And I'm I'm like, don't be afraid, even my own family. Don't, you know, they won't listen to reason. And, I, you know, I feel like I'm alone. I have one or two people who I can talk to about it, but nobody else. Nobody wants to go. I've written our governor. I don't even get a response. Um, I wrote Trump last year, you know, and it's just crazy. So, I mean, I don't want a civil war or anything like that. But, you know, I think we need people like you who have a platform and a voice. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, we need more organization that way. I don't know. That's just. If people have some good ideas, maybe, you know, get a grassroots moving going some way. But yeah. anyway, I appreciate your, I love your, your um, video. So thank you for all you do. Thank you for, for the call. standing up for truth and just, you know, you just do it in a great way. You're entertaining and you're funny. And I just love your uh, videos. So thanks a lot, ABL. Take care. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Yeah, see, the main thing about, you know, what I was, uh, I had a talk yesterday and, you know, I, I was at a lunch yesterday and what was told to me is that the DSA, that's a, a socialist group, they have an office like right up in Knoxville or like to the north of Knoxville. So they're already here. You're thinking that you're living in a conservative place and everything is all right. They're here. We have to counteract what they're doing. If they have an office set up and they're trying to spread propaganda from socialism and communism, we have to have our offices. We got to do more volunteer work. We have to really be out there pushing our message, having a voice for ourselves, having platforms online. That's a great thing. Got to keep those, keep those strong, have own websites. So if they try to ban this or whatever, you can't ban the website, what you really going to do? You know, for the most part, but that's a different story. Anyway, harder to be on a website, got to be out there in the public, you know, brick and mortar, be everywhere that you can, and don't just rely upon one way of doing it. Do it a lot of different ways. And also, um, get, it, get, get your kids early. Because some people, they don't want to teach the kids about politics and stuff like that. It's too soon. But the thing is, if your kids are out there, and talking to other kids or being social, they're going to school, they may hear it. They may have a critical race theory kind of slipped in there, you know, kind of like in between the cracks. 
And now here comes your seven-year-old coming back from school talking about, I mean, mommy, my teacher said that America is a bad place and that white people are racist and they, they treat black people really bad. And my friend is black and I don't treat my black friend bad. You hearing these kind of stories go on. So you have to step out in front of that. You can't let them hear that from the first time from a bad source. So whatever you can do to prevent that from happening and or to prepare them or to debrief them, that's what you got to do. Don't just let these things go on. You have to be actively involved with the fight as they are involved with the fight. You know, you may not want to fight, but to punch you in the face over and over again, what you're going to do, just keep getting rocked in your jaw, you'll put up a fight, or you're going to, you know, engage in some combat. You know, uh, of course, and when I say that, I mean metaphorically, not literally punching somebody in the jaw, knocking them out. But anyway, I digress. All right. 773, you're on the line, I'm speaking to. Okay, they must have, uh, my phone conked out. 779, you're on the line, I'm speaking to. Uh, is this uh, AVO? Yes, it is. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Alistair. I got a few questions for you. All righty, go for it. Okay, for the uh, critical race theory, do you think if that gets into school and you know gets passed, what do you think like the consequences are going to be? Well, the consequence would be that a lot of these kids are going to be indoctrinated, exposed to really dangerous ideology. And the, the ultimate goal is to have what they teach in critical race theory be the norm. They're going to parrot the same things on television and movies everywhere. So you, it'd be hard to escape it. It's going to be a holistic mm. thing where they just, you know, they, they, they drown you in that type of ideology from all points of society. Okay. Um, my second question, um, I know Trump's been teasing a lot, but do you think he's going to run for president next term? You said who now? Trump. He's been teasing it a lot. Oh. Do you think he's going to be running next term? Um, I don't know. I'm still kind of like, I, I still really don't know. He may run. I'm thinking that he's kind of leaning more toward that, but I really don't know. I, I would like for him to run, of course. That'd be, you know, I think that'd be the goal, but I really don't know. It, it, I think that he wants to see what's going on with the midterms and stuff like that, and then to make a decision. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Well, thanks, Gabriel. Keep keep up what you're doing. I really like it. Uh, see you later. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Bye. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to tell whether he's going to run or not. I don't really know. We'll we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right, so let me go ahead and get to it here. Um, let me see. Let's go. 773, you don't know who I'm speaking to. How you doing, ABL? This is my, my name, Dante. How you doing? I'm from Chicago. Uh, I just did 20 years in a Marines. Hoorah, you know. I just wanted to say this is that once, once I came back home, I just came back home this January, and I just retired from it. I just wanted to say, and I was also a Cook County Sheriff here as well when I'm not doing tours and things like that. I, I mean, just just the respect that I got here. When I Usually when I get off the plane, it's like, you know, people show you love. Eh? I mean, there's a, a respect here, but now... It's like they just hold your head down at you and they don't even want to be associated with you. But the situation that I go through here is just a, as an officer, as a law enforcement officer. I mean, 
I just feel ashamed. And the fact of the matter is, is that, yeah, I'm a Trump supporter. I get it. I, I mean, we don't carry that on our flags when we go over there and we fight for these individuals. But at the same time, I mean, I don't want to get emotional. Like I said, I'm a Marine. We don't do that. Hoorah, you know. But, I mean, I mean, I just want individuals to know that I didn't go over there to fight because, oh, you know, it, it's my own personal feeling. I'm trying to protect myself. I have three children. I'm protecting them. They're grown men now. I'm 40. I, I ain't doing my thing. But, you know, all I want to do is just open up that basket and just tell people that when you see a person with those stripes on and we go over there and we fight, I, I did so many tours. You know, I'm a gunnery sergeant in there. And I just retired this January. And it was just, I'm just so, I, I, I've been watching your show for so long and I appreciate you and I respect you so much. You show us so much here on this show. But I just wanted to push that out there. And, you know, I don't even feel like I'm at home. And, I'm a, and I've been doing this for years. I was there when 9-11, I, I did it. I didn't have to do it, but I did it. And then when I come home, you know, I, I, I'm so disrespected. Why? That's the only thing I wanted to know. I don't, I, don't, I don't owe, you know, anybody anything. And nobody owe me anything. I just want to know why. And I'm here to protect you overseas and over here. You know, and that's all. I mean, you, you, you don't have to respond. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm getting emotional. I mean, it is hard being an officer here, you know. It's hard for me to be uh, a Cook County Sheriff and, and, and serve the streets and then go back over there. When I get called, I do 18 months. I fight. I, I don't have to, but I do, you know. And there's no response. I mean, it's cool. I just want to say, you know, people to hear this. This is what I do. For 20 years, I did this and didn't have to, and I'm still here. I hear you, man. I just wanted my voice to be heard, man. Thank you so much for pushing out what you do, ABL. I, I've been watching you for three years, Pimpin. Keep doing what you do. You hear me? Yes, sir. We're going to take it. Thank you so much. I just wanted to hear that. Thank you for Thank your service, you man. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, we got your back, man. Thank of you for course. your service. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. I, I can feel it, man. I almost got emotional myself. You know, dad was a Marine, so I got a little, I got, I got one tear right here in the corner of my eye, man. Hey, we got you, man. We, we, you know, we, we really support, um, you know, that's why, that's why I got my flag right here. Police and fire. You know, I, I support all public safety, military, police, fire, all you guys. Thank you for what you do, man. You might, it might go, it might go unappreciated. Like people don't care. And they're treating you bad. Just know that you have a lot of support, a lot of support. I mean, people would do, they, they put their life on the line for you guys because you do the same thing for us. So we, we, we really appreciate you guys. And don't let anybody tell you that you're not worthy of that because you are. All right. Wow, that, that, was, that was a deep one. 901, you don't know who I'm speaking to. Hey, ABL, how you doing, man? Everything's all right. Can't complain about yourself. Uh, I'm doing all right. My, I've been trying to reach you for a long time. Um, I appreciate what you're doing, man. I really do. I really, you know, appreciate what you and uh, the boys are doing. 
Um, I was hoping um, you can assist me a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to start my podcast, but I already bought equipment, but I don't know how to set it up. Is that where I can uh, get your assistance? Okay, so what what did you get? Well, I got uh, the mixer. I got the mic. I got the headphones, uh, the stuff to connect the mixer to uh, what they call it. While you plugged in uh, the headphones and everything. Okay, so what? I just don't know how to set it up. So what? What is your mixer like? What's the brand of the mixer? What's the brand of the microphone? Uh, it's a uh, it's a audio something. Technica. Yeah. Is it? A, does it have a USB plug or like a weird kind of plug? Uh, it's the big big head. Uh, big head uh, headphones. Both of them are all like that. And then they have uh, another connector that you put in the headphones and everything that you can plug in uh, the USB, uh, the computer, USB, or uh, plug it in the wall. Okay, now if you got a mixer, I don't really, I can't really see your setup, but if you have a mixer, there should be a big cord that goes from the microphone to your mixer. And then the mixer goes yeah. from your, and then the mixer goes into the computer. There should be a plug, like a USB cord, to go to the computer. Now, do you have a computer like a laptop, desktop? What do you have for your computer? Laptop. Okay. Well, is it is it newer? Is it older? Like, what kind of laptop you have? Uh, about two years old. All right. Is it a, is it a Chromebook? Well, yeah, like a, window, it, window Window Ten. Okay, Windows. All right. So, I mean, you should be straight. Yeah. Like, really, all you got to do. To do your podcast, do I need to download? Do I need to download a special uh, software for it, uh, for the audio? Um, not really. I mean, you can record pretty much anything. Like what I used to record all my videos. There's a program called um, what's this? I forgot what this is. Uh, this is uh, OBS. That's right. Yeah. So the program is called OBS. OBS, Open Broadcaster Studio, yeah. and you can yes, record video in that. You can record audio in that. You can do everything in that. There's all kind of tutorials and stuff online. So if you got, if you got, you got your microphone, your headphones, yes, your mixer, sir. just get OBS and it's free, absolutely free. Download that and you can start recording. Okay. All right. Um, um, thank you so much. Um, I also wanted to comment on the brother that say uh, the government owes. Um, I believe that's the reason why black people are still suffering today because they feel government owe them. And for as long as they think that way, the government is going to have power over us. Exactly. I, I actually just left uh, an event right now and I had this white man running uh, for mayor for Mississippi, Tupio, and uh, he was talking about you know, he need to bring more uh, government assistance for the neighborhood and all that stuff. Oh, he's been a lawyer for 25 years, da 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 da. So he know how everything works. And the client that he seems to be working with are like high end clients, <laughs> mm. like rich people. So how are you gonna take that into consideration when it comes to the hood, and you're trying to represent them. 
You can't represent them if you get where you are working hard. You taught your own kids how to work hard, right? Why are you trying to let the uh, okay? Uh, you don't have to. I know why you're doing what you're doing, but here's the assistance. Just stay where you are. It's no one else's problem but your your problem. That's the mentality that they have, and they're talking about government or all them stuff. For as long as they think that one, it's just like a baby mama. You'll take you through hell thinking you owe her more than the child support because she had a kid with you. Right. She'll participate in the in the production of that kid. You can't take the fault off yourself because there's a kid involved and try to put everything on the baby daddy. Don't blame the baby daddy for everything. You don't want to work, but you don't want to give the kids away to the baby daddy either. <laughs> right, right. So I just, I, 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 I spoke like a good 30 minutes with him, but he wasn't budging. He's a Democrat running. I'm like, we don't need more, you know, assistance. We need, like, counseling, putting counseling, putting education for those that, after edu- uh, counseling and all that stuff, putting all that stuff so that they get help to change their mentality from dependence to independence. But they want government to be so focused on them that it's ridiculous. I mean, like, we, I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate what Brian, uh, Brandon doing. I appreciate the, the twins and everything. We need more voices like us on here to let them know. I, I live in Memphis. I was talking to some boys uh, around here, and uh, I really want them to talk so we can get what, why they have the mentality they do. Sometimes hearing themselves talk will see how stupid they are. You get what I'm saying? Right on, man. But I got some more calls on the lines. Thank so, you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Great call. Fantastic call. Right on it. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at with the guy earlier talking about the government always. I feel like he's trolling me. I feel like he's just calling in just to just to do that. I, I, I mean, the guy can't really be real, but the guy was saying that the government knows us. It's like, what do you mean? They always, and he said that they, they owe us power. It's like, how can the government just grant you power? If the government can grant you power, they can also take power from you. And you don't want that kind of government to be over your head. That seems very paternalistic. And do we need that? Are we like little kids? Look consider the government to be your mommy and daddy. That's a problem right now to begin with. The government is mommy and daddy. That's why you get 75% of black kids being born outside of wedlock. Why? Because of the great society, LBJ. Before 1960s, civil rights, we had an 80% two-parent household rate in the black community. Now, it's almost the reverse at a 75% single-parent household rate. The mom can have kids, and the government could be the baby daddy, could take care of everything. So with that kind of mentality, it's no wonder why they say, oh, the government knows this. It's the entitlement mentality. Give, give, give. Give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this. We want everything. We want the whole world. You want to not produce anything, not add anything to society, yet you want to live like how on the hog. How can you do that? It's because of the entitlement mentality. It makes no sense. So shout out to the caller for that one. That was a good one. Now I'm going to you to learn who I'm speaking to. 
Hey, what's going on, ABL? This is uh, Joel Davis, Media Network, man. I'm a huge fan of your show. Been following you ever since you stood up to Roland Martin, brother. And we appreciate you over here. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I want to call in first and foremost to uh, ask you, what do you think about the uh, pick that they had the replacement of Liz Cheney? Do you think that we having more moderates in the conservative party will help our cause to be able to bring more people to the party? Or you think this is going to be a, a, a crash when it comes to this type of pick? Now, who was it? Was it Elise Stefanik? Yes, it was Elise Stefanik. I mean, she's, she's okay, but it's just kind of a weird situation because um, Liz Cheney actually voted more with Trump than Lisa Stefanik did. I think it was like 92% with, uh, with Liz Cheney and then like 70-something percent with Elise Stefanik. It, I'm not sure the exact number, but I don't really know a lot about her. I mean, Elise Stefanik, that is. So I guess only time will tell, but I don't really know a lot about her. Hopefully she's not too moderate to the point where it would be an issue. It would be a roadblock. Hopefully all the things that we actually need to get done, she's not going to get in mm -hmm. the way and – go a different direction. Well, I do know about Elise Stefanik was whenever towards the end of President Trump's uh, term, she was his biggest advocate when everybody else was turning their back on him, especially what happened on January 6th. And to me, that's my personal opinion. What I've observed, maybe that's why President Trump is behind her and the rest of the party because she spoke out when a lot of people that were supposed to be his main supporters started turning their back. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. Because I, I definitely do remember her being, you know, right there with him in this corner. So that's a really good point she made there. And I've not seen her. They, they call her a moderate, but I don't know a lot about her, but I've not really seen any kind of, you know, red flags going off. Mm -hmm. And I uh, also wanted to state, too, that I uh, shout out to Jericho Green because I did an interview with him actually twice on my show and we discussed some things talking about what was going on with the state of America with this uh, everybody want to be an SJW especially in sports and uh, when it comes to you know identity politics and I'm I'm like you ABL because I which I served my country as well I was a veteran and me and you possibly about the same age in it. And I can feel what that Marine saying as the Navy, a, a man that served in the Navy for my country for the last, especially uh, three or four years, it, it has been horrible. It's mm. like everybody wants to do everything based upon race. Nobody wants to look at nobody's content or character. And I feel like people like me, you, uh, Mr. Uh, Jericho Green and Officer um, Tatum and Candace Owens, I feel like people like us are like the last hope, especially for the black community to wake up and understand that there's more to life than identity on politics. It's time for us to do for self and to understand the bigger picture. Right. Absolutely. And so either way it goes, uh, again, I really appreciate you uh, letting me uh, use my uh, platform to use your platform to talk to you and maybe hopefully in the future, maybe whenever um, you have some time, maybe we can link up and talk about this more on a show or something on my show if possible. Right on, man. Sounds good to me.
All right, brother. I'll reach out to you through email. All right, man. Appreciate you for the call. I appreciate you too, brother. I know. All right, bye. Great call. Yeah, it's weird, man. Everybody's just so caught up on this whole race thing. I just really don't. It, it, it's like the, the media with the politicians, they've increased the racial tension. And a lot of that, go back critical race theory, a lot of that is, is stoking it. You're getting these kids believing about race. It's like we're, we're trying to get away from racism, but you got the kids being educated about how to be racist. Like I said, that book from that, that guy, Ibram Kendi, Ibram X. Kendi, talking about how to be an anti-racist. The book should be how to be racist. They're teaching that as a positive thing when it's really clearly a negative thing. 519, you're in line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Shane from Canada. All righty. What's going on? Not too much. How you doing? It's all good. Can't complain. I, uh, I got that mess, so I'm a little, uh, Shaky in the voice. Okay. Um, so. That's, uh, yeah. Anyways, that, that guy you talked to a few minutes ago. From the Marine Corps. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, uh, I get a three-letter acronym for for life. It's a BCD, birth, choice, death. Okay. So it takes a little while for the for the birth, but the choice is uh, long-lasting. And then death, it's coming for everybody, so. Right on. That's all I want to tell you. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. All righty. I'm telling you, we get, we get calls from everywhere, all over. So shout out to everybody calling in. I appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. The best callers anywhere on the internet. 765, you don't know who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Paul. Hey, um, I just want to pre- I let you know that I really appreciate your program because it's clean. And I think in, in, in my heart that what's wrong with America, we need to get on our knees. And God, I think God wants to hear, hear from us. I think it will change the world if everybody got on their knees and really asked God to help our nation. And um, I finally can't believe I finally got a hold of you, but uh, I'm just letting you know that I really appreciate your program. And that's all I have to say. And, and may God bless everybody and just keep America in prayer. Well, thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All righty. Let's go. Four, two, three, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, it's Tasha. All righty. What's going on? I can't believe, can't believe I'm on this on this call. You got on. Um, <laughs> uh, what's up? I wanted to call and talk about uh, a call I got from a friend today. Uh, she mad. Uh, 
she's been working, uh, employer is offering bonuses to get people to come to work or to, to get people hired on. So she upset because they're not giving anything to the people that's currently working. I said, and, and I know who she voted for. <laughs> so I, I ain't getting all that. I said, uh, I said, really? Say, yeah, it's it's a shame. And she's saying all this. I said, um, I said, yeah, well, I said, yeah, you know, it's a shame this administration is sending fighting laziness and putting these employers in a the position they had to do something like. Well, she, what she said, who? I said, what, what this administration? She said, yeah. I said, yeah, Biden them. So she ain't say nothing. <laughs> so that's my thing. And and this is my friend, because I, I love her, but she know how I feel and she know why I stand with things. Uh, in my family, people don't agree with me, but at least I, I have a family that hasn't, that they know, but they don't do what a lot of other people tell me that they family done. And do all this. so did we still there. And actually a lot of them uh, kind of feel me, but I don't want to put too much information out on them. Cause I, I call him incognito. That's <laughs> <just>, okay. <laughs> but this is why you have to pay attention to what we're doing. Okay, the people. You don't just go out. Ask her why she, you know, did what she did. It's it's all this black to the black, and, and I appreciate that. But it's like at the same time, um, like what what is it? Is it that they're just saying that or you really agree with what, you, what they're voting for? Because when I listen to you talk, you don't like abortion, okay? You say, well, the government can't tell me what to do, but you're voting for big government. You're voting to pay for abortion. This government already showing me this is, this is overreach. We got, you want to teach our kids. I don't like critical race theory, but you, you want to force that on people. You want to try to force people to get vaccinated. Then you want to know, yeah, you to even suggest a passport. Like, what's up with that? Nah, I told you to maintain law and order within. Okay, I want you to protect me from foreign threats. You're not doing that. We got stuff going on out out of control within. We got all this violence, all this riot. So you're not doing that. And then I want you to keep the economy straight. And you're not doing that. All this extra other stuff, like what we need this for. So if you know when I'm talking like this to her, um, she's just looking at me, <laughs> and I'm I, so I, you know, I, I'm I'm waiting. She's like, well, uh, you ain't say, yeah, I did, I did, but <laughs> at, at the same time, maybe because you get you get mad, you want you you act like I'm I'm coming from somewhere else. Who am I? And it's the same thing I've been saying. But it's like you want to you want to tune me out when I'm not saying things that you want to hear, or you just don't want to go there at all. Uh, we cool, but this uh, we cool, but if you want to stay friends, uh, all right. So <laughs> don't be mad when you have to lay in the, in the bed. This is just part of that, okay? And you have children, and your children come home talking about. Um, well, I hope Aiden or Jimmy, whoever you want to call it, let me do something one day. Then look in the mirror on that too. It's like, it's not funny. Uh, if this government wants to 
it's it's too much control. Now you want to come in and dictate what you can do, this and that, but what you can do to your body. But then when I say, hey, well, look, I don't want my tax dollars to be paying for abortion. This is a whole nother person. It's not, it, then you want to be all in my face, my body, my choice. I was outside at a pro-choice rally before. Somebody came out in the crowd wanted to curse and yell. But, I mean, we, you know, we ain't saying anything back. But mm-hmm. it's, it's what it is. So I understand people are, are going to react a certain way. And initially, this is why I don't get to get mad at my family. And some people I don't know because um, as, a, as a black conservative, uh, when I, I decided that initially, I, you know, I kept that low too. So I, I was incognito <laughs> about that too. But so I'm not so hard on people when they want to, because I understand, you, you know, it's a little intimidating. Most of the people where you, you, you live, we live, it's going to be, you're going to get that kind of pushback. So, I mean, I get it. But I'm at a point now, especially when you see more and more people, it, and we go into this this extent. This is too far, and we probably should have said something. But we, you know, we let it get out. We let it get too far in the first place. That's but, right. um, I right, talking to because I'm out, I'm gonna wrap it up. But just talking to anybody in the chat, uh, family and community neighborhood. I'm not saying we need to be out holding up some sign, hitting people over the head. But if the topic comes up, you know. I mean, be open, be vocal about it, because you probably had somebody in your family that that wants to be vocal too. You know, you you kind of like me. You in the closet, you 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 faking showers, trying to watch conservative <laughs> content. But you talk about that because that's how I found out some people in my own family kind of you know kind of feel me. So it, it's. It's like that now. You know, we can't have this critical race theory. We can't have this pseudo-black pride kind of thing. You don't have to hate other people to love yourself. You know, and it's the same thing with white people. It's a false kind of virtue when you're talking about white guilt, but you're thinking you're helping black people, but you're not. I heard somebody say something today. They had these feelings of euphoria and freedom and all this when they call somebody a race. This is a white person. Of saying course. this and it's in the other the most of the stuff it sounds like some like cult like brainwash kind of it, it's not it's, it's not right so we we need to push back on that i saw the video earlier with a young lady with a parent out of virginia that was cool I, i'm glad to see stuff like that and i was glad she's black because it, it kind of it sends a message to these young white liberals, a lot of them who I think are brainwashed to help them understand Look, we, a lot of, we, we don't, we're not asking for this. Hey, we, we somehow came up with white privileges with some white women and these people pockets getting beat off your guilt. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, and the same thing with the victimhood, these people get pockets getting deep off black victimhood. It, it's not, nah. So that's all I wanted to say. It's, we need to, uh, if you incognito <laughs> about being conservative, hey, you know, I, I know where you're coming from. That's me. I was there. Uh, but getting more vocal about it. And I, I mean, ABL, you, your, your, uh, your stream is what, um, is what's doing that. It, I mean, did it for me. 
Um, and then through you, uh, I started watching BCP, Black Conservative Perspective. I don't know if you, um, but yeah. So I just um, wanted to call, put that out there. Sometimes I'm in the chat. Sometimes I'm in the chat. But um, well, I thank you for your call. Uh, I definitely appreciate you. Yeah. I know. Appreciate you. Take appreciate care. Right. Yeah, shout out to the caller. And you know what? A point that she made, be more vocal about some of this stuff around your family. Because sometimes, and I can't say all the time, so don't say, hey, AB, you told me to go out there and get vocal. And there was a whole blowout argument. And they threw the, the, the dinner plates at me and everything. It was food everywhere, macaroni and cheese all on the ceiling. I'm not trying to say just do it. But you might want to. Throw it out there because you could be kind of in the closet, hiding as a conservative, and your cousin's doing the same thing. They're trying to keep themselves quiet to not offend you, and you're doing the same thing for them. Meanwhile, y'all both might watch the show. It was it was a caller. Shout out to you. You know what I'm talking about. Um, I can't remember her name. Sorry, you know, Blender White Man for that. But she called in and was had on one of my merchandise, like a hat or a shirt. And this might recognize what it was. And, oh, you watch, you watch ABL? I watch ABL too. And they, they didn't even know it. Had no idea. But then they were, they were able to connect on that. But they didn't know it before because they were not vocal about that before. So, you know, you could be vocal sometimes and not necessarily fear having a negative backlash. You guys might be on the same page and don't even know it. I feel like a lot of us kind of keep quiet about politics. And then when it's brought up, you're more like sometimes you, you, could, you could tell sometimes sometimes you could tell you could kind of tell who you're dealing with. Sometimes you might be wrong in how you're judging people, but sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're not. All right. Four zero five online. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? I heard you well. What's happening? Yeah. Uh, am I speaking to ABL? Yes, you are. Hey, man, what's up, ABL? I'm going to go ahead and give my quote and then go ahead and wrap it up with a nice bow on top. <laughs> but, no, just um, just as far as uh, you were speaking about families and uh, as far as uh, families go, I think the Republican Party, um, they need to uh, incentivize families instead of incentivizing broken families. Like you said, back in the 1960s, in the 70s, uh, they came out with those uh, – you know, uh, pretty much incentivizing people to have babies outside of wedlock. Uh, what they need to do is that they need to incentivize people that are married and uh, and having kids and uh, paying them instead of paying uh, people to uh, incentivize them to have kids without, um, you know, have kids without the father in the home and also incentivize people who work. Uh, so if you have a job, um, incentivize them instead of incentivizing people to to not work. So if you want something to grow, you incentivize it. If you want something to decrease, you tax it. Um, and I think the Republican Party really needs to come out that, come out with that uh, vocally and let it be known. Um, and uh, yeah, that's really all I really had to say. Other than, uh, so I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yep. All righty. Yeah. I think the main thing we got to definitely do is dismantle that welfare state because that's causing a lot of problems that that's causing serious problems. You incentivizing the, uh, the single parent household rate. You, you just, that's just what's happening. And it's pretty, 
it's pretty clear to see that's what's going on. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. All righty. So let's get to a few more. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Let's go. All right. 713, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? BG. All right, man. What's going on? Oh, man. I'm just ready to talk to ABL. All right. You live on the show with me. What's happening? Oh, man. Okay. Let me turn this thing off. Man, I just wanted to comment on uh, some things that are missing in this country. You know, I grew up in the late 50s and 60s, and most of these people that are bitching about, I mean, complaining about uh, racism and stuff, they never lived through that stuff. They don't even know what they're talking about. Right. You know, I lived in Pasadena, Texas. We had a major KKK office over here off of Red Bluff. And one day my father was taking me and my sister somewhere. And uh, they, those guys used to stand out at the red light and try to pass out their pamphlets and stuff. My dad rolls his window down. And uh guy tries to hand him a pamphlet. He goes, I don't raise my kids that way. Step away from my car. There you go. <laughs> we need we need more men like that. Right on. And um, you know, that made a that made a lifetime impression on me. I put four of my kids through college, got them out of school, they didn't know a dime. I got a son one day we were talking and I said, Man, I can't stand all this illegal border crossing stuff. And uh it was in the 90s when, dude, you couldn't go to a hospital around here without it being just full of people because they were using it as a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. So anyway, my son, he uh, he was probably about 26, 27 when we had this talk. And, dude, he just looked at me square in the eye, and he goes, you are a damn racist. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So your son, your son fixed his well, mouth to say that to you? My son said that to me, yes, sir. Wow. <laughs> and I tell you what, I was almost ready to come to blows with him, but he walked away, so nothing happened. But, I mean, to me, I took that as an insult to my dad because I wasn't raised that way. And uh, basically hadn't talked to me since, you know. Got him out of school and pretty much threw me away like the garbage. Wow. Man. But but anyway, man, I love the show, and I was talking to your moderator because I was calling, and it would ring and ring, and then it would hang up, and I I put a little post on there. I put some smiley faces, so I was joking, but I go, hey, ABL, well, answer the phone. Uh, <laughs> give me the white man treatment. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to uh, tell you I love your show. Been watching for a long time. And have a great evening. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye. Man, that's rough, man. You know, that exactly, uh, John's Guitar Barn. That's CRT at work. Because what, what would make your son say something like that to you? You know, this, this is this is what he's been told by the outside world, not how he was raised. He's raised properly, you know, going to school, not going to the penitentiary, not, not, you know, not involving no street life or nothing like that. Like a lot of my friends growing up were, you raised properly. 
but you're hearing from the outside world things that aren't true. You're getting that into your mind. Your mind is brainwashed. So if, if you know, my man's, if his, if his boy's out there listening to me, hey, man, you need to apologize to your father because you're not, you're not thinking properly. Regardless of what, man, you can have a conversation about a thing and then not just, you know, apologize to your father because mess around and lose him, you're going to be wishing that, you're going to be regretting it. But I'll move on. All righty, let's go to some more. Let's go 215 on the line. Who am I speaking to? ABL, how's it going? Everything's right, man. About yourself? Uh, everything's good. Hey, I just wanted to touch on something real quick. Now, um, now I work at a job and I get paid biweekly. So I noticed that a lot of people, and I'm seeing it more and more and more, that a lot of jobs can't get people to come to work because of the um, unemployment. People get paid every week just to sit at home. Some people get paid 300 a week, 750 a week. Then that's just, say if you're a couple and you get paid 750 a week, because I know some people that do, and that's per person. So, so it incentivizes everybody to stay home. And in a sense, now don't knock me for this, but just hear me out. In a sense, I could kind of see and like, I'm not going to do it, but in a sense, I'm not really going to blame them or knock them. But you don't want to keep relying on the government, government. But anyway, it's like most jobs are like trying to offer up like a $500 bonus, like Wawa, the gas station up there. They're trying to offer like $500 bonuses, extra $75, $300 if you got vaccinated. That job pays every week. So it's like I'm trying to get my foot in the workforce now. I mean, I already have a job, but I'm looking for another job. I'm trying to have two jobs, especially a job that pay every week. Then I'm working at a job that paid bi-weekly. So I have a paycheck coming in constantly, and then I'm doing more side work. So it's like I'm always going to have money coming in. So then by the time when all this unemployment benefits end, then everybody's going to try to get hurry up and get back into work. I'm already I'm already set. I'm already in there. Right. And then – but then at the same time, I don't blame those unemployment people because it's like you go to a job, you get to just – constantly bust your behind you get pay, paid every two weeks because majority of jobs pay every two weeks if they really want to compete these jobs are really going to start hiring people and try to compete against the government they need, at least they could do is start paying weekly that, that's, that. That, that's not even really yet though the thing is you can get paid you get paid so much more by doing nothing like I, I found out about this earlier i was like okay back when i was you know working like you know some of my my, my early jobs like I worked at Sam's Club when I was like 16 and um, like a store right beside it called Garden Ridge, like a little home goods store. And then I did Oak Country yeah. Buffet when I got to be like senior year in high school and through college, I did that. The most I ever made yeah. at those jobs was $8 an hour. This is back when you had a $5.25 minimum wage starting off. And I think mm-hmm. I started off at like six twenty-five or six fifty back then. But anyway, yeah. the, the, the way that we thought back then as kids in high school and stuff like that, it's like, okay, I'm going to try to go to Chick-fil-A and get a job there if they're paying, let's just say a random number, at that time, $8 an hour. That was a lot of money. If it was $8 an hour. So yeah. if Wendy's was saying, okay, five twenty-five, why would I go to Wendy's and work there when I can get paid $8? You know, there's right. the, 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 the money is higher over here. I want to go over there. It's a better spot, $8 an hour. I make more money, so I'm going to go there. It's a, you know, bigger bigger money. Now, with the unemployment insurance, it's so much money. I'm reading somewhere where they say up to like $1,000 a week. 
a thousand dollars a week sometimes, but let's just say it's like six hundred because you can get three hundred federal and then three hundred local. Let's say it's six hundred. That equals up to like over twenty eight an hour, like after, after taxes are taken out for a regular job. So why would I work for even fifteen dollars an hour at anywhere when I could stay home and get paid five dollars more? It's the same incentive that was there from working. You know, now obviously if you think long term, it's not going to be a good thing because when that unemployment insurance runs out, now you have no more quote unquote job. You're going to try to go back into the job uh, in the workforce and you won't have anything. So it's not a good thing long term, obviously, but for the short term, for the short term, it makes sense because it, you get paid more money to do it. Right. That, that definitely does make sense because they get paid more money to send home. And it's just like, for me, I'm fighting it, but it's like really tempting because my job, I'm getting tired of it. They're working me like they're just working us like slaves. And then we get paid every two weeks. That's why I'm desperately looking for a different job. I'm constantly on a hustle. It's, it's a lot of jobs and out there thing, now, especially. You said what? It's a lot of jobs out there right now, especially because can nobody find employees? Yeah, that's why I'm like, that's why I'm like hashed on. I'm just hustling to get in there. And then another thing I wanted to touch on when that caller that had called in saying, uh, the government owe us, man. <laughs> I understand he probably was a troll, but I'm going to just put this out there, man. Life is what you make it. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to make this story real quick. I was done wrong by the police. They framed me. They tried to frame me for a crime I didn't commit. I mean, the charges got dropped. And this is how you know race has nothing to do with it. It was a black judge who put me back in jail. when He, he could have read the affidavit. Even the inmates in that cell said, something's not right with your case. This affidavit doesn't make any sense. And the judge said he read the affidavit. He signed off on it. He agreed to the charges and put me, sent me back to jail for another month. So when I got, so my attorney convinced the judge to get me out and have the case wavered. So he would drop the case and give it to somebody else. And they wound up dropping the charges. So <laughs> I don't know about black people being oppressed. It's like, but then it was, it was a whole mess, but I got, my name got cleared from that. And then I just wound up getting back on my feet, finding a much better job after that, man. Life is honestly, life is really what you make of it. What you put into it is what you get out of it. Like I could have sat around and been upset and stayed mad at the fact that I lost my job. And because the police tried to frame me because somebody else wanted to file false statements against me and put my name in something that had nothing to do with me. And I could have, I mean, yeah, I was pissed, but, I didn't. I decided not to sit around and be mad about that all the time. I decided, you know, I got to get back on my feet and keep working, keep moving. And after that, I wanted to find a better job that wound up paying more. That's right. That's how you do it. Yeah. I was like, you know, I could have, I, I mean, I was pissed. I'm still somewhat pissed about it. But I, I wasn't going to sit around and be mad all the time, be mad all day, just talk about these people complaining about slavery, something that they didn't live through. Like, you got, I can tell those are the kind of people they either, they 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 are the problem with the black community that say that kind of stuff, regardless if they black or not. Telling right. you that you're oppressed—they're basically like the white man that's telling you you can't do nothing in life. That's basically what they are. They just don't see that. They they don't understand it. They don't see themselves from the outside like we do. Yeah, yeah, because like they're trying to keep you oppressed. Like all those people who looted and rioted and burned down those businesses. Yeah, those are the real sellouts and coons. Matter of fact, those those are the real sellouts. You put the black people depend on the government of the white man. (laughs) Right on, man. But thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. No, no problem. Have a good one. Same to you.
Absolutely, yeah, man. That 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 unemployment stuff, man, is crazy. People can't find employees. Talking about oh, just pay more. Like people don't understand. People that talk about just pay more don't have no idea about economics at all. You know, the whole minimum wage argument. It it that's not even really that's that's not even going to do it. Fifteen dollars an hour is not even enough to compete with the federal government. You cannot compete with the government and you know the Federal Reserve Bank when they could just literally print money and give it out for free. Now, obviously, we have inflation happening right now as we speak. You know, it's 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 definitely becoming more expensive for everything. It's a perfect storm as well. You have a lack of employees due to the unemployment insurance and the stimulus checks, a lack of employees, and you have free money going out there. People have extra money, time on their hands, not working. There's going to be a higher demand for a lot of these goods and services, higher demand with less employees to be able to, with fewer employees to be able to meet the demand. So in order to get more employees, in order to meet this demand, you're going to have to raise the price of goods and services. This is going to cause inflation. Got a lot of money floating out there with nothing that was produced to get the money. The cost of things are going to go up. People have more money to be to pay for things. Like I was saying before about the whole PlayStation 5 kerfuffle, you know, it's a limited supply and everybody wants it. Everybody has the money in their pocket because they're getting this free money. A lot of guys are buying Jordans. Like people talking about, oh, I can't go out there and work. I'm scared. Is that in the third because of the virus? Meanwhile, you got Jordan lines elbow to elbow with some of them same people out there using their stimulus checks to go out there and get Jordans and wear them, flip them, whatever they want to do. Line right around the whole mall early in the morning. You get up for that, but not for a job because the incentive is to not work. If you get paid $20 an hour to stay home versus $15 an hour to work hard, I mean, common sense says you would, if if you're thinking about the right now, not your future, if you just, you know, have a, you know, right now, my point of view, you go for the unemployment. Now, like I was saying in the call, it's not going to help you in the future because now you're not, you're not building skills. You're not building a name for yourself. You're not building experience, you know, like if you're trying to go off another job and you got, you got like a little bit of a, a gap in your employment, like, okay, what's going on with that? You were at the crib, you were getting them, them stimmies. What's, what's happening? You see? And with me, when I was working, I was able to build a, a, a really, really crazy um, a, a, a drive to work, a crazy work ethic. I was able to build that there. Dealing with people like, it's invaluable experience that I was able to gain, you know, but see people now are incentivizing laziness. This, this is the welfare state on steroids. Two one four on the line. I'm speaking to. Hello. Yes. Who am I speaking to? My name is Josh. All righty. What's happening? ABL. Am I on? You're, you're live on the air. Oh my gosh. I, I was just listening to you. Didn't know I was live. So anyway, wanted to call. Um, I just had to, man, I got to give you props. Um, I, my wife was totally uh, total liberal, uh, <laughs> kind of crazy actually, uh, lived in Portland for a while, pretty big liberal. Um, one day I came home from work and I heard you on her computer. She was watching your channel and totally resonating with everything you were saying. And it blew my mind. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then, you know, the next day I come home from work, she's watching you. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is going on? She's sending me ABL videos. 
anyway, she attributes uh, she attributes you to her red pill moment. So just wanted to give you big props for that. I really appreciate your channel, man. You're you're uh, you're uh, definitely having a pretty big big impact. So it's really cool. Well, thank y'all for that. You know, I couldn't do it without y'all. And I'm glad I'm glad I'm able to help you see the light. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, if I could say one more thing too. Okay. I um I think people really underestimate their ability to make a change in the society that we're in right now. Um I've I've been I've been out and about since the start of the pandemic, just out and about in the world, you know just through my job, shaking hands, meeting people. And I've, I've really seen a change over the last few months. I've really seen a lot of the fear subside, seen a lot of people not wearing masks, a lot of people coming in to my office, shaking my hand, interacting with me. Um, and I just, you know, when I go out, I'm friendly with people, I'm smiling at people, and I've seen a lot of that come back at me. Um, and I think sometimes people can kind of take the black pill and think, oh, it's hopeless, you know there's nothing I can do, but the reality is the, the influence that we have, it's in each and every one of us. It's, it's the individual that has the power, you know, to change society and to really make an impact. Um, just like you with this channel, um, you know, just like me going out, you know, interacting with people, shaking hands, you know, it's just not necessarily not wearing a mask. You know, it's like, I think people really underestimate the impact that they can have in their day-to-day -day life and what that can do on a large scale. So anyway, man, I'll let, I'll let uh, other callers get on here, but I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. See ya. Hey, I love hearing stories like that. I love it. I love being able to, you know, drop some red pills off and have it be successful. I love it. 100%. You know, that lets me know I'm not just talking out here in the wind and nobody's able to hear it. People are actually hearing it and you're able to, you know, change lives that way. So, yeah, big, big shout out to you guys. Thank y'all. You know, I, I do it for y'all. 724, you're online. Who am I speaking to? Hi. Oh, my gosh, ABL. This is Tammy. All righty. What's happening? Wow. I can't believe I got through. First time caller. Been listening to you for a couple months now. Love what you have to say. Um, if I may, I do have a statement, and then I have a question for you. All righty. Okay. Um, I listened to the caller talking about the, um, you know, the stimmies, the unemployment, that whole thing. And I wanted a little bit add to that, um, the whole short shortness of workers and all that. Um, some people, though, they're getting 195 a week, maybe 300 a week. My statement is, if that's what people are staying home for work for, that's a sad state of affairs because that is really nothing major to live on. Even if you, you know, live somewhere where it's low cost of living, everything like that. I mean, that's $1,200 a month. That's nothing. That's a pretty sad state of affairs if people, that's better than whatever job they were working at. Yeah, I mean, people get a lot of money because they get, they get a 300 from the federal and then on top of that, you have the state. So you can get a lot of money. You can get 600 like sometimes. I, I heard, I was watching news today, and I think somebody in Portland or somewhere in the West Coast were getting $1,000 a week to do nothing, really. So people, you'd be surprised how they live. You know, if they can just do the absolute minimum, which is nothing, and still get paid, they'll do it. And, you know, sometimes you'll see people, like, living in a house together, adults, 
for an apartment living together, paying for the rent four ways, they'll make it work because it's like, all right, they rather would do that, have roommates and things of that nature, than go out there and work for a living. They'll, they'll live on a smaller amount of money. You'd be surprised when people operate. But what I'm saying is, is that some people, I mean, I know personally, they're only getting the 195 or the 300 a week. They're not getting okay. all this, anything on top. And if they're content to live with that, and that's better than the job that they had, I'm saying that's a sad state of affairs. I mean, that, that has to tell people something if really people are happy with that because their jobs were so bad, or even if they were working two or three jobs, maybe had to work one under the table, you know, kind of side hustle thing. They don't have the protections of if something goes down, they get, you know, any kind of unemployment compensation and stuff like that. I'm saying that's the, uh, that's the flip side of it, of the people that are, you know, doing well off, like you're saying and making work in the system and doing all that. There's some people just legitimately trying to live and that's what they have. Yeah. I mean, I understand that point, but I think, um, at the end of the day, if people can't get better jobs, then that's something they got to be able to figure out. It's like, all right, why I'm, why do I not make any money? Why, why am I struggling? That's something they got to do with in, internally. You know, it's, it's, it is a sad state of affairs if it's better. Well, a lot of people, they feel like not working is better than working. Their job might not be that bad. They might not be out here trying to, you know, um, wrangle up hogs and, and slaughter them and things of that nature with their bare hands. I mean, it might not be that bad. They might, they might not like their job but they still have a job. A lot of folks don't, but some people rather just stay home and collect a small amount of money. It might just be pennies, but to them it's enough rather than going to work. So I can kind of see both sides. I can yeah. kind of see both sides a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. And so then I, I did have a question for you. Um, now you kind of don't strike me as the kind of person that watches a lot of shows or television like myself, but I wondered if you had any opinion on um, the Amazon show that they put out called Them. If you've watched it or heard anything or what what you have to say about that. I've heard that name, but I've never seen it. So I don't know anything about it. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, hopefully maybe you check it out and uh, can shed some light on it. Because it seems like um, for people who watched it, it's like a little confusing. It seems like some people take it one way. Some people say it's a little controversial trying to stir up stuff some people just see it as like oh you know just a horror entertainment you know what i'm sorry i, I did hear a little bit about it it was that that lady i forget her name but she kind of looks a little bulldaggerish i forget who what her name is but she's behind I it don't, i don't know what she looks like <laughs> yeah. I don't know what she looks like. but um now the whole thing is just like this whole it's like it's like a genre of television or of entertainment it's like this whole victimhood um you know oppression they're trying to capitalize off of that. So I don't know a lot about it beyond that, but I could pretty much imagine how it is. Like, she reminds me of, like, Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels is a guy that made Precious, the movie. And Oh, gotcha, okay. Have you ever seen that? I did, yes, I did, yeah. So, you know, there was a scene, for those who have not seen it, there was a scene in the movie where you have this, this black girl. She's, like, 1,000 pounds. I'm exaggerating, but she was big. And then she was on the bus... And she ate like a whole bucket of fried chicken and then vomited. It's like stuff like that. It's like, why? Why? I think that's probably going to be. There's a lot of really nasty stuff in that movie. There was stuff even more disgusting than that. Right. And of I mean, course. That's, 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 ugh. that's like torture. P dot dot. And correct. Word, correct. It's, it's, it's the same thing going on. What I think this whole Amazon thing, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from what I'm hearing about it through a little bit of piecemeal. So that's probably what's happening. 
sounds a little bit like it. I appreciate talking to you. I can't believe I got in first try. Oh my gosh. Awesome. Love you. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, that, that's a whole genre, you know, and, and when, when Lee Daniels did that, people were kind of like, all right, sir, like, what's going on? You know, Tyler Perry caught, caught a lot of heat for his movies, but they're, not, they're nowhere near. Like, Lee Daniels is Tyler Perry on methamphetamine. You understand what I'm saying? And this this lady, Lena something, I forget her name, real bulldagger type, look, you know, a WNBA basketball player, um, a, a UFC fighter. It could be transgender, but I'm not really sure what's happening, you know, a woman with big, broad shoulders. They can be like Paul Bunyan carrying tree trunks like this, walking down the road. Oh, John Henry working on the railroad all the day long. Anyway, she is the, she's like um, Lee Daniels on meth, who was worse than Tyler Perry. It's like, she's like, she's like the final boss of wokeness. And it gets to the point where it's kind of nasty. All right, you got one more. Two seven six you're online. Who am I speaking to? Two seven six, hello. Going once, going twice. I don't know what happened, boss. Got to, got to get it together. Get your Obama phone. Get the minutes on it. Get it, get it nice and ready to roll. All right, let's go. Two six two, you're online. Who am I speaking to? Hi, uh, Anthony. Yes, indeed. This, this is this is this is Jay calling from Wisconsin. I just want to let you know that I love your show, Anthony. Well, thank you. I'm a huge fan. Well, I, I really appreciate Hello? that. Go ahead. Am I breaking up? Are you fine? Go ahead. Yeah, I can't believe I finally got through. I tried about a thousand times a night. Sorry, my my uh, voice is pretty well shot from doing the Joker impersonation. That's what I was trying to do. I don't know if you saw that movie. Yeah, I have seen it's that. Yeah, perfect. Right. Yeah, it's it's a good movie, even though it, it doesn't have a good uh, it doesn't have a good message. Anyways, I was wondering, do you happen to have any idea how many executive orders Potato has actually signed in his uh, almost two hundred days of office? Um, I'm not exactly sure. I think I've heard like. Around a hundred or more, but I don't know the exact number. Yeah, because I I heard I heard like a hundred something. I figured it might be like two hundred something at this point. I I mean, who knows? It could be any number because I mean, you know what? If you were to ask Joe Biden, he won't know because he's just pretty much doing whatever they say. It's like, all right, man, go out there and sign these papers and come on back to the basement. Give you some gentlemen, you come back. That's pretty much what's happening. <laughs> Give me some of that tapioca pudding, right? It's tapioca pudding, right? Yeah, you ain't gonna be supposedly you ain't gonna be able to be able to ask Pelosi neither because supposedly she's they're they're both getting locked up. But I don't know. Hmm. I'm just going off of stuff I hear. Right on. I forget the one about uh, Tatum. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm sorry, wasting your time like this. Uh, He was saying something about. There's a video he posted a couple days ago. Um, I can't I can't remember, so I'll just let you go and I'll stop wasting your time. It's good to hear from you. All right, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, take it easy. Same to you. All righty, that will be a wrap for the call tonight. Thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. 
If you cannot get on tonight, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. You got to blame the white man for that. It's not my fault. I, you know, I'm black, so I have no agency. I have no responsibility. You know, I, I pull off everything on the government. That's pretty much what, that's, that's, what, that's what they want me to say, right? It's the government's fault, the white man's fault. But anyway, thank you guys for being here. Shout out to all the moderators doing the great job keeping them trolls in check because there were a few trolls popping up like weeds here and there. But y'all got that uh, good weed killer out and got it on up out of here. So thank y'all for doing what you do. And um, we got super chats on deck, and then that'll be a wrap. Oh, also, I almost forgot. I forgot my, my last part. Go ahead and like the video if you've not liked it already. If you're not subscribed yet, I don't know what I got to do. Hopefully you enjoyed the show, enjoyed the callers, enjoyed me and everybody else. Go ahead and subscribe right now. It's totally free. Ain't going to hurt nothing. You'll get some good videos, I promise. It'll be great content. Might red pill yourself, your grandmama, who knows? So go ahead and subscribe. Also, this show will be available on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Anchor, Apple iTunes, whatever you with, whatever you want. A link for that will be in the description box below. Or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. All right, super chats, and then wrap it on up, put the bonus out. Thank you to um, Alice who says, love your show. Thank you for that. Thank you to MP Carnivore who says, this half a white guy and the Salty Army salute you. Thank you. Um, let me see. Uh, shout out to You're So Cool 23 who says, this has been planned a long time. Watch America, Freedom to Fascism by Aaron Russo. Free on YouTube about an hour and 47 minutes from 2006. Please watch. I'll check it out. If I got a little bit of time, I'll check it out. Thank you to Trey who says, what's your favorite AR company? Uh, I don't really know. I don't, you know, I'm not really big on names like that. Thank you to Tennessee Adams who says, keep up the good work, the good and great work, ABL, with the uh, the boxing gloves, the prayer hands, and the bullseye target. Thank you for that. Uh, back to Trey, I've heard that Daniel Defense is good. I'm not really sure. About anything, be I don't I don't have a Daniel defense though. Oh, pardon me, I did not have one before the tragic boating accident that just wiped all my guns away. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. Thank you to Abundance America Health Wealth and Wisdom who says you put a job application in the front in front of the caller, he is going to fill it out. No, <laughs> that was the guy talking about oh the government always always what I don't know. Thank you to Donna eighteen oh four who says I fought in Afghanistan. My grandfather's fought in World War Two. Their fathers in World War One. My grandfather's grandfather fought in the Union Army. If somebody says I owe them because I was born, the only thing I owe them weighs 190 grains. Wow. Hey, that that was beautifully crafted. Thank you for that one. Beautifully crafted. Uh, thank you to Simon Says, who says, this brother is an example of the weak-minded in the black community. Talking about the guy that was talking about the government owes us. Thank you to Stacks Double X for the hippo emoji. Thank you to Ray P who says, love your POV brother. Too many of our people want to be a victim when opportunity is everywhere. Exactly. This is a land of opportunity. It's everywhere all around us. People risk their lives. It's funny because, you know, the Democrats, politicians, they'll say things like America's racist, America's bad, America's oppressive, America's this, that, and the third, the worst country on planet earth. Meanwhile, People risking their life every single day to come over here. I'm talking about paying big, big money, 5,000 U.S., 10,000 U.S. to get smoked in here. Okay. Why? Oh, because it's so bad and racist and terrible. Come on. 
They come into the best country on earth. They want to be here to get this money and opportunity that we afford them better than anywhere else on planet earth, period. Thank you to Darna 1804 who says, if you teach kids that they are trash for being born, some of them will grow up to be servile and groveling, but many more will become resentful. Exactly. You, you, you create radicals like that. And you also, you, you create some that are going to be weak, but you also create radicals. You don't create, you create a lot of imbalanced people like that. When you abuse them from a young age, thank you to J does 100 who says very upstanding channel, but do you ever fear your risk of being canceled like Crowder? Never had that problem. I've been here since 2015. I've had little bumps in the road here and there, but nothing really major. Crowder, Crowder kind of, he, he, he pushes the envelope a lot and on purpose, just trying to see what happens. But he'll be fine, though. I mean, Crowder is a really big channel, really big name. He has a mug club. He's on TV. He'll be fine. YouTube is very important. Don't get that twisted. But he'll be fine regardless of what's going on. So don't don't worry about Crowder. He'll be all right. But he is pushing the envelope a lot. And when you're on a platform like this, it's, you know, you 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 you're playing chicken, really. Seeing who who's gonna who's gonna budge first. But again, he's doing the right thing by having his own network, his own platform with the mug club. So regardless of what goes on. He'll be okay. He'll still have his own thing. That's why I keep preaching. Have your own platform so it doesn't matter if Facebook wants to act up, Twitter wants to act up, YouTube wants to act up. You still have your own thing. That's really important. Okay. Um, let me see. Shout out to... Yeah, and uh, Crowder has a great lawyer as well. Absolutely. That gets racial sharp thoughtfulness who says, I did the math. My dad 50% vaccinated, so that means I can identify as a quarter. <laughs> Thank you to um, Ricky who says, love and support, heart emoji, appreciation for that. Thank you to Stephanie who says, come on, everyone. I'm a lowly grocery store worker, and I can give a little. Let's all donate a little to ABL for all his hard work, keeping it real. Thanks, ABL. And thank you for what you do, you know. Whatever you guys can do, it's, it's all good. I appreciate y'all for joining. It's, it really helps out a whole lot. Like I said, I couldn't do it without y'all, so thank you. For whatever you do, thank you. Razor Sharp Thoughtfulness says, an honest administration has nothing to do with hide, nothing to hide, but a crooked administration has everything that gives them purpose to lose. Thank you to Renard Thomas for the emoji donation. Thank you to Bob Gilson who says, not a rich man, but can you do your old wage? Can do your old wage at least. Thank you for that. You gave me six fifty. That was my starting wage back in the day at um, Sam's Club, pushing them carts. And we had them. We got them big carts at Sam's Club because you got people, you know, stocking up their store and stuff like that. Had them real big carts. We, we didn't have that machine that would push them. Like the way they got, you could put like twenty carts in a row, a hundred carts in a row with a little machine that'll pretty much push them. They gave us a rope, a literal rope, a big rope, like uh, rope people would climb on. It gave us a big rope with a hook on the end of it with the um the knot that tied the hook to the rope burnt up so it wouldn't slip or nothing like that. And we would get 10 carts, put them together in the parking lot, and put the rope on the back of the carts on the handle that you would push. And we would guide the train. We call, we call them trains. You get a train by the front of the, 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 the row, 
and pull like this with your back. Now I'm 16, you know, it was fine. It was nothing, but try to do that right now. Oh, my back would be screaming. Hey, ABL, stop, stop killing me right now. But back then it was fine. All right. Thank you to, let me see. Maurice Beast the Beast, who says at least 90% of Democrats libs don't understand how economics work. You can explain it to them and they'll get it, but they're too brainwashed, stubborn to break away. These same people ask for help advice regularly. Exactly. Yeah. They don't want to get actual information, actual advice. They want to just be validated in what they already believe, which is totally wrong. But when you try to break it to them, then they want to get all screechy and stuff like that because they've been so brainwashed and they're so attached to it. They can't think any other way. <laughs> a noose. That's hilarious. Not a noose, a rope, like with little, little knots on the end. Hey, but the way it is nowadays, they'd be like, oh, they got them black boys out there pulling them carts with a, with a noose. How dare they? <laughs> um, let me see. Thank you to Datslav Act MC who says, uh, money to keep fighting. To hashtag keep fighting, I'd rather keep working. Luckily, luckily I got a job now despite being homeless for five years. Hey, that, that's a positive right there. A lot of guys are kind of down on their luck can get back into the workforce. Hey, man, congratulations for being, you know, employed. You can get back into society like normal, man. So congrats to you, sir. And thank you for the donation. Thank you to Coleman Rose who says, hey, ABL, much love to you and Nay from the Rose family. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. Shout out to Christy who says, courts is opening back up by June in New Jersey. Wonder what the golden excuse is going to be to avoid eviction of not paying their rent since COVID hit. Oh man, you're gonna see all types of all, all types of crazy um Golden Globes, Oscar, award-winning performances. Oh, I can't leave. We got kids, blah, 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 blah. It's like, all right, well, look, check it out. I saw you, you know, in the in the Jordan line when the Jordans dropped with your COVID uh STEMI checks. So what's going on with that? You couldn't pay the rent, but you can get some Jordans. Anyway, thank you to Leo Mazzino who says, check out ingredient sm102 and the moderna thank you to lacy baby for your donation thank you to becca who says you are genuine good man thank you appreciate you thank you to tasha who said thank you for taking my call was nervous but it's all good and hey, you did a good job tasha thank you for calling you did great don't even worry about it thank you to old odds i know it's tore it up not my fault who says appreciate you as always thank you for that Thank you to Coleman Rose who says, ABL, thank you for raising awareness on these critical issues. I'm not a rich guy and work is killing me, literally, but your videos keep me going. We all love you and your family. Thank you for that. It means a whole lot to me. You guys are fantastic. All right, that'll pretty much be a, a wrap for me. So I will see you guys again live next time. That'll be Wednesday right here on the channel at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, I'll be doing, you know, my pre-recorded 10-minute video all throughout the week. Um, I'll be off tomorrow, of course. I'll be back doing regular videos Monday and my live on Wednesday. So that'll be a wrap. Thank y'all for being here. Shout out to the mods yet again. And this show will be available on your favorite audio streaming platforms. Matter of fact, I'm going to put it out after this. So it'll be up Sunday morning, 8 o'clock. I'll put it out a day earlier. One of you guys say, hey, put it out earlier. You got it. You know, I read the comments all the time. If you, you know, ask for a thing, you may receive. But that'll be it. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.